Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code IKELIVE, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Uh, folks at home, folks at home, welcome back to Ike Live. I hope you're having a wonderful mischief night. I know we are. It's uh, Friday, the night before Halloween, and we this is the Ike Live Halloween special. We got mischiefed. We did get mischiefed by the by the production. By Jimmy. By you're Jimmy. Right. <laughs> Jimmy and his, uh, what Jimmy. was that deer's name? Lucy. 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 Yeah, Jimmy and Lucy. Lucy. <laughs> right, Lucy. It wasn't mischief. a dog. It was mm. probably that, that deer. Probably was. Uh, if you've been following along tonight, you notice that we are some of the legends of the sport. Uh, of course, Dave Brodzik to my right is uh, the one and only Ray Scott. We've got Penny Barrowman. We've got Roland Martin. We've got Al Linder. And last but not least, we've got Bill Dance producing the show tonight. Uh, it's been a great show. Uh, we've got a really cool thing happening here in just a little bit. Uh, Brian's going to give me a signal here in a little bit. We've got a mystery guest coming on tonight. I'm very excited. I'm always excited. When we have a mystery guest on, Dave. We've had some good ones over the years. Yeah, I'm curious who this is, man. Yeah. I can't wait, dude. Don't know. Don't know who it's going to be. Very excited to have them on. I uh, want to remind everybody, a little later in the show, we're going to be doing an MTB unboxing. We're going to unbox one of these things. We're going to pass it around. We're going to let Bud sift through it and see if you can find anything good. Maybe you can pick something out of there, and we can use it tomorrow out here on the pond and catch a giant. Let's check it out. Okay. Maybe should we just do like it now? Happen. You want to do it now? Maybe yeah, we should. We're waiting. All right, let's do it. Uh, we usually wait till the end of the show, but let's go ahead and, and do this. Hold on. Let me find one that's uh, it's not Not violated. Up. Yeah, this one. Let me see. Because, you know, you oh, got yeah, Riz all, and Brian lurking around up oh, here. And them I things. think that one's good. Oh, here we go. We found one that's not. All right. This is the best part. You ready? I want to try to get it close to the mic so you can hear it. Hold on. Let me find it. Here it goes. Ready? Here. That's great. <laughs> Did you just break the pen? I broke yeah. the pen. <laughs> Man, that's a tough seal. I guess since COVID, hey, they've be been careful. You don't have uh, like a pen with ink. No, over there. No, it's somewhere. just the tip. No, the tip busted off. Yeah, the tip busted, but it went that way. No, but the, the 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 part that writes is still missing. Yeah, but it went that way. Oh, toward okay. you. I can't even open it. Man, did they do this since COVID? Are they worried about God. Okay, maybe yeah, maybe it's maybe it's a COVID box. All right, we're gonna open this mystery tackle box. You know the deal. We're gonna pick one bait out each, and we're gonna pass it around. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start here and uh, let's see. Here, Dave, you start. All right, I'll you start, start past the May, and I'll, I'll go over to Beck and Bud, and we'll pick something out here that's interesting to you. Well, I'm, I'm going right here. I'm okay. going with this gigantic okay. three-hook Yozori mm. walking bait. Three-hook, big three-hook for smallmouth. Never throw the two. Mike, you throw three hooks with the smallies, you go two. You I, li I actually like a top water with three hooks a little yeah. bit better. Uh, oops, sorry. There you go. Yeah, this it's is a three hooker. Zor. Yeah, it's a big three oh. hooker. This would be equivalent to the 120, right, of Lucky Craft. That sounds about right. Yeah, like a super spook. Let's hear a little. Let's hear a little sound on it, Dave. We got silent. We got balls. What do we got? We're gonna find out. Oh, they're heavy. Cool. You can feel them when you little shake. Little weight transfer system. Yeah, they're big, heavy. Damn. Yeah, you could bomb that thing, man. Oh my God. That's sweet. It actually, has a huge. cut mouth on it too. Yeah, that's huge. Cool color pattern. It looks like a leopard frog. Ah. Uh, I, I, mean, I imagine. I don't know what that is. Maybe like a looks more like a pike than anything else, right? All right. So I have 
another bait. Was that Yozori? Yozori. Okay. I have another bait by Yozori. This is interesting. This is stuff I've never seen before. I'm going to classify Dave. What would you classify that as? I'm calling a, a that rip a, bait? Is that a rip bait or is that a crank bait? Let me say, I can't say. Borderline jerk bait. I'm crank saying bait? a deep diving jerk bait. It's just a little fatter than the rest. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna classify it as a deep diving rip bait, but smaller profile, almost like a shad IU pattern right there. Look at that. Nice little bait. Yeah, so far the first two I'm liking, dude. Subtle rattle in there. Maybe a little little ball in the back there, giving it a little rattle. Mm. I like the looks of that. That looks like a small that'd a killer a, that'd right be there. an early spring killer right there. Look at that. All right, so that's the Yozori 3DR jerkbait. Pretty cool. All right, Miss Rebecca, I what do you got there? I have Bait Lab, spelled B8, Bait, bait Lab, get it? Oh, B8 bait. Lab, yeah. Yep, so soft plastic. Oh, I like that. It's got extreme squid scent. Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But anyways, Ooh. I guess I think this oyster shell's got a nice bad. little like paddle tail on the back mm. here. Smell some ribbing. Shit. Might have some decent movement. Mm. Probably cool. break it a couple ways. Oh, my God. Lucy the, Lucy the deer. <laughs> <laughs> Smells like deer urine. I like it, though. It's a cool swim bait. Bud, what do you got? I got a Savage Gear 3D frog. Oh. Yeah. And uh, I'm telling you, it's pretty nice. Wow. How's it compared to the ish frog? Uh, I don't know. I think uh, each would have advantages in different applications and scenarios. Okay. Dang. Little smaller frog. Yeah. That's an educated like. answer. Yeah, yeah. The best the best way to to really uh, find your preferences in frogs, Orlando, would be <laughs> would be uh, it would be like fishing it. Right. You know what I mean? Not just looking at it, but right. getting you out there on the cheese. You have to actually fish it. Get out there on the cheese and chug it around. I'm not a big fan of a frog. <sighs> After well, I took one through an eyelid. That's true. Oh, that's yeah, right. Rolling, I'm more of a, I'm more of a rattle trap. This has a different. This looks like it would walk well though. Look at oh, this. Oh, because of the how, keel. Yeah, yeah look, it's keel. Yeah, look at the keel. Yeah. Look at how skinny the head is. Yeah, look, look, dude, look at the difference of that. That's like, just. Look that's how just. Flat that's just. That is. That's a push frog. Yeah, exactly. Or that's like a walk frog. That's gonna walk. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it definitely has yeah. like what is that con convex, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a convex bottom. Yeah, it's keeled out. It's actually soft, though. It is soft. I, I honestly think it would. Yeah. Uh, it looks pretty rad. That's the color I would good. buy, too, man. Yeah. I just throw black, pretty yeah. black or white. It's a pretty black quality item for the box there. Yep. Yeah. I like it. And the weight's painted, which is which is a nice touch. Look at that. See yeah. the silver weight? They yeah. painted yeah. the nice. weight. It's matted out. The color of that the body. Is, that is well thought nice. out. Who it's makes awesome. that frog? Uh, Savage Gear. Huh. Interesting. Savage Gear. Uh, that's a little look there, everybody, at uh, a mystery tackle box. Again, uh, just the great thing about it is it puts lures in your hand that you might not normally get on your own, right? These are lures we're seeing for the first time. So uh, go to mysterytacklebox.com. Uh, it's a great product, don't you think, Beck? I do. Use the Ike Live code and get 20% off. I'm going to oh, text myself like that. that. Savage. I never heard of that company before. Mm. Savage Gear? Savage Gear. Okay. Uh we had a we had a little internal argument going on, Dave. I want, want you to chime in on this. I, I can do this I. while I'm doing this. Go ahead, uh, Savage, Savage Gear. Talking about the tin cup here. Yeah. Beck's a fan of the the rye. Yeah. And yeah. I'm I'm a fan of this the regular tin cup that we've been drinking. Last I'm a few fan shows. of everything. Do you do you have a <laughs> preference? You like I'm the leaning, rye? I'm leaning rye. You like the rye? Too? Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm leaning. There's something rye. smoother about it. Yeah. There is. Yeah. Brian yeah. Carpenter, you want to jump in on this conversation? You like? The I like rye the rye like more the than the Johnny Walker Black, which I, is the best. I, I, it's hard to say because I like everything. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of slutty when it comes to alcohol. Yeah. I like mm. the I like the regular. It's you know funny because I, mean? I tend to not. 
prefer rye. Yeah. But in in tin cups, I do. There's something a little bit more molassesy about it. It's yeah. just a, a smidge. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, more I'm more about the after effect. You know what I mean? Like it's gone, but then where are we going? <laughs> that's where that's where my head's at. The aftershocks. Yeah. Foresight. Where's my keys? <laughs> <laughs> I'm more about I'm more about the, who got my keys. I'm more about the party afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I like I'm it. I'm just saying. I like it. Um, how we doing? We, we th- oh, it's, it's amazing. Oh, okay. Everything's everything's amazing. You good? You ready for anything or no? We want to keep talking. Nah, just keep talking about keep everything. Right. Is awesome. I want to I want to ask Bud about. Um, what do you got going on on the tournament front, Bud? Are you going to fish some, yeah. some tournaments next year? What, what yeah. what's your what's your mindset with tournaments? I want to load it up. I'm, I took a year off, yeah. and it felt like a lifetime. You hated it. Um, I didn't hate it. Honestly, it was the greatest year for coming together with my kids. You yeah. know, I was going to take this year off anyway right? because we had our third uh, child, and, yeah. and with just me and my wife without any help, you know, she holds it down a lot. I got to say, like, she's a savage with it. But yeah. It's time for Daddy to get back on the water and yeah. uh, and tend to some business. Right. Yeah. So what do you what do you have now? Now that we have the tournament world's a little different now, right? Mm. There's no FLW. It's all MLF, but we still have Toyota Toyota series. series yeah. They'll have opens. Yeah. What do, you, do what are you leaning toward? Toyotas and opens. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, you know I'm going to be moving. Uh, my primary residence down in Florida. Yeah. Um, in a few weeks. Wow. Actually. Wow. Where, where about? In Naples area. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but I'll. Uh, the Toyota came out, and it's like Seminole, St. John's, Okeechobee, Harris Chain. Oh so wow! So I'll I'll get to fish that whole series. Wow. And then you know my I I since I was a kid always wanted to qualify for the elite, so I'll never stop fishing the opens. Right. You know, and yeah. have, having a little bit of success. It just supercharges you to like I could do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, can't wait. It's yeah. like six hours from Naples to Seminole. <laughs> it still is that yeah. about Florida. That's probably a hell of a further, ride, dude. Probably further. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seminole is such an iconic lake, though, dude. Never been on it. Wind gates and oh, that yeah. whole thing. Yeah. You won down there, right? Didn't I you did. win one on there? I won and there did, and, uh, didn't Pete win one there too, or no? I don't know. Yeah. He may have won one there. Too. He, uh, maybe, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's a very iconic lake. Do you have? I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say, well, that's awesome. Are you gonna fish both? Divisions of the opens. Yeah, cool. I'd like to. Yeah, yeah. That's a hell of a schedule. It is. Yeah, yeah. but um, I mean, it's worth it, right? Yeah. It's your dream career. It's yeah. Your dream job. Yeah. And I have a great on the road family and support, you know, from everyone around, and yeah, that just makes it easy to to keep. Like I take more of a Jimmy approach in it than a lot of the current guys, you know, trying to get after it. It's like. If if you're not ready to to fish at that level, the opens level or the Toyota level, you will get chewed out and spit out. Right. Quick. Yeah. Can, can I say? I want to ask you, why Naples? Why southwestern Florida? It's not like if you're a saltwater guy, cool. You got the bay. You know, you got the golf there. But why southwestern? Do you have family in Naples? I do, but it was more for like I have the three kids. So as far as like a school standpoint, and, education, and that support network area, if you have family down there. Or, yeah, but the, there's like I think five of the top ten schools in the nation are actually in southwest Florida. No, I got you because I've been, I've been tossing Florida around yeah. for 20 yeah. years, dude. But, yeah. And southwest is not where I would go yeah. for me. Well, for let me, living, it's great. Let me tell you, yeah. Becky and I were at uh, uh, Marco Island. That's right year. where I'm at. Dude, yeah. we, spent a, we spent five minutes from there. Yeah. What did we mm-hmm. spend? Not quite a week there last yeah. year. 
And dude, it's different we, than the rest of Florida. Oh, we love, yeah. dude, we love. You would it's love. Where you would well, live. Everyone thinks yeah. every, you love it. Yes, everyone love it thinks there. Jimmy Buffett wrote all those old songs down in the Keys. He didn't. He wrote them on Marco Island. Marco is, right? is an yeah. unbelievable yeah. spot. Yeah. But it's it's where it's you'd want to live in Florida, in my opinion. And I never, then, yeah, I never been there. And then you have those fisheries. Like right now, being in Long Island, to my closest lake to go to Champlain or something, I'm hitting the road at midnight. I'm get to the boat ramp at 5 a.m. Right. Even from Naples to get to one of the most legendary bass fisheries in the world. I'm two hours away. Right. It's like a morning cup of coffee and and a and a couple jams. And you're there. And I'm. You I'm selling the house in Long Island or? I did. It sold in six hours. Long Island. Wow. Six hours. It's all. Long Island. Wish I had crazy. your balls, dude. I've been trying to flee this, <laughs> this state for so long. <laughs> I just don't have it in me, man. I Were can't. you about to say armpit? I was about to use a four-letter word. I was. Oh, like, I was like Damn. you for a long time, but yeah. you know what? This year made you made you realize a lot of things. Yeah. It made you realize reprioritize a lot of things in your life and and chase down the quality of life rather than like get caught up in the northern hustle where we think we're trapped here yeah because yeah. like all we got to do is like yeah my primary residence might be in florida but i'm gonna people won't even realize i'm living there because i'll be back up here yeah you know, that's what we do we, we get around we fly around but you just hustle and grind yeah. and like and it's all uh it's just location, right? Yeah. I mean, you can come right back up here anytime you want. Yeah. I think it's a good move, dude. Yeah. I'm happy for you. No income tax. Awesome. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. You have guts, man. Yeah. Talk to all these people yeah. with not, all these guts. Dude, not to mention the saltwater fishing. Oh, there, yeah. oh my God. Dude. dude. I have dude. yet to experience the tarpon. Holy hell. Snook. The redfish. The snook. Dude, the snook. Wait, you, bang, you, you can bang snook just like you do well, bass. Well, we like. when we went to Marco Island, Beck caught a giant snook. Wow. Like, giant, giant. Like, and they live there all year long. Giant, giant. All year long. It's fun. Yeah, and I'm excited. Back little like marsh areas. Oh, yeah. They say some of the best fishermen friends of mine say, once you've experienced the inshore stuff around oh, yeah. Marco oh, yeah. Everglades yeah. on the on the ocean you're side, you're done with it, bro. It's like you almost can't yeah. go back to the best. And I'm like, I, have, I don't know about that. Yeah. Listen, man. <laughs> when I my, my mom lived, my mom used to live uh, right off the Indian River. I would go down there. Yeah. I would drop my bass boat in the Indian River. Yeah, dude, yeah. Fish with a spinnerbait. You're fishing the run mangroves. over, run over the protected coral reefs. No, that was different. That was a different trip. Oh, okay. That was Brian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was Brian. That was Brian with keys he shouldn't have had. Um, but no, dude, you will. You'll forget about bass with the snook, bro. They are so rad. Mm. I hear they're really? delicious. I never eaten one, but bass, uh, snook. Oh. I hear spotted bass are Carl actually Reef. delicious. Yeah, I never had them. I've People had say they taste just like crap. Somebody chewing in the phone? <laughs> you pulled a mic. Somebody chewing in the mic? Is that me? Yeah. Oh, it's my stress level. Wow. I apologize deeply. Dude, that's yeah, amazing. Usually, the, when you guys see me in camera like doing this, I'm telling him it's not me making the noise on the mic because he looks at me first. <laughs> 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 like I'm at an all-you-can-eat hot dog contest or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. Like he looks at me like I'm the one doing it. <laughs> no, what happened? We lost Tank. We, we, we lost uh, the guest. Wait, what? Hold on. I hear some ringing. Quiet. Hello, hello. <laughs> oh. We got Riz Parker on the line. Riz! <laughs> hello. Can you hear me? Oh, Pete's still over there. <laughs> we got you. Hello, Riz. hello. Yo. We got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how that's how Riz's house. That's very how, very confusing. That's how Riz's house closings go. Good thing. But good thing Riz. If Riz was your realtor, your house would have sold in like six years. Not six <laughs> that, yeah. 
It would. It, you, you'd, have, you'd have you'd have you'd have generations of spiders that live and die. Nah, I'm sure he's a stud. Yeah, he is on the water. That's why your house won't sell. <laughs> Hard to sell real estate when you're swinging at a six yeah, pounder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah well, when you're when you're looking for your braid scissors yeah. instead of the goddamn pen to sign All right, the document. So, but let, let me ask you this. So you you've got guys <laughs> you you've got guys you're friends with that you're tight with that are. Pro bass, some are pro MLF. Oh, You've got guys from both sides, but here you are. You know, next year, hypothetically, right? You're being thrust into this world yep. where you've got the ability to technically qualify up to mm -hmm. these higher ranks. Absolutely. Would do, do you have a preference? I mean, would you turn down one over the other? Or no. What what's what's your? No, and you know what? I think it's come with uh, with age for me. I don't know if it's age or just time or just being around the industry and yeah. just being getting more seasoned. Yeah. But the level of respect I have for anybody that's been able to carve out their way. Yeah. And just the fact that there's action in the yeah. industry, I'd be blessed. Anybody would be blessed to, to go either way. There's, right. there's room for all of us. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good answer. All right. Uh, I, I see a, a hand signal from the producer over here. And uh, what do we got, Bry? Hank Parker. Oh, my. <laughs> hey there, guys. Oh! Yes! <laughs> Hank, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How you doing? It's good. So so good to hear your voice tonight. All right, first of all, this is mischief night. It's Halloween Eve. Are you doing anything <laughs> illegal or stuff that you shouldn't be doing tonight? No, I'm not. I'm being good. Okay. All right. So no mischief at all. No toilet paper. No soap. Nothing like that. No, nothing at all like that. You know, uh, Halloween's my wedding anniversary. So uh, wow, wow. twenty years from Martha and I. So I got married on Halloween. She got the the treat, and I got the trick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Wickens. That's awesome. Congrats. That's awesome. <laughs> Did so you got did you guys do anything with a costume or anything Halloween themed every year with this anniversary? Absolutely. You know, there are a lot of people that have wedding anniversaries, but no, not very many people have uh, thousands of people get dressed up for their anniversary like I do. Wow. That's true. Man, you guys Everybody's celebrating. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Uh Hank, I, I, this is such an unbelievable uh, opportunity to have you on the show, and I want to thank you for coming on. First of all, I want to say you are one of my heroes as a kid growing up. You've got a room full of guys here that when we were young, when we were coming up in the late 70s, early 80s, mid-80s, you were the guy we wanted to be. Uh, so thank you for, for being who you were back then, like, honestly, we all aspired to become you back in the day. So thank you for, for being the angler that you are. It's, it was awesome to watch you. Well, well, that is some kind of flattery there. I don't know how to take that, but I appreciate it. It was, uh, it was good times then, you know, back in the old days, and it's good times for you young guys now. You're still young compared to me. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a different world. Like we always uh, a, a peak Lucix on the line here too, and we we reminisce a lot that that era of the '80s and '90s to a lot of us seemed like it was the heyday of the sport. It was prob in, in my opinion, it was honestly the best 
error of professional fishing. Do, do you feel like that, Hank? Do you feel like, you know, you were there during the best time of the sport? Yeah, I do. I, I, I think it was absolutely the best era. There were a lot of new uncharted waters, and we did a lot of different things, and it was exciting, you know. In the old days, when uh, when bass got started in the 70s, you know, you'd had 12 gallons of gasoline. And uh, so your range wasn't very far. You had little 16-foot boats. And uh, it, all that progressed and grew and, and got to about where it is now as far as gasoline capacity, bigger boats. And so we were, man, making 100-mile runs and doing stuff that, you know, it was just all brand new. And that was so exciting. I want to I want to do a little flash forward to today's tournament world and the tournament world that you fished, and I I, I want to call you to the plate on something because it bugs me, and I really I I want to get your opinion on it. Tournament fishing right. today, see, certain aspects of it seem so water watered down. Uh, almost the tournaments are controlled by the production more than the tournament itself and, and and to give you an example like um you know in a lot of the leagues now if it's raining too hard they won't let you go out you know or they'll they'll cut they'll cut the day they'll stop the fishing if there's the waves are too big they won't let you launch um you know it it seems a lot more watered down than the tournaments that I watched in the 80s and 90s. Do, wh how, do you, how do you feel about that? Because I, I, I feel like tournament fishing's lost something because of that. Well, you know, it's so different because of the revenue that's involved in the sponsors and trying to make a production out of it. And none of that was the case in the early era of 70s, 80s, and 90s. And now today with all the requests and demands from sponsors you got to have smooth enough water the video looks good and you can't have too much rain and so there's a lot of variables that make what you do now work but in the old days it was it didn't matter if it was a hurricane or a tornado it didn't yeah. matter if it was lightning it didn't matter i mean it 635 we're gonna blast off yeah uh, the only thing that i can ever remember being held up for when it was really foggy and you couldn't see right yeah it, it, it yeah. just to me the old tournaments were like the good old days you know what i mean dave it, it was it's like they're so watered down now and so particular back then it was just like just go just go fishing, mm. you know, and yeah. it, it just it, it feels it feels a lot different now. I love the videos of the shotgun starts. Oh, the shock well, the shotgun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ray, Ray, yeah. Ray standing there with the pistol, right? He's <laughs> shooting a thirty eight and special up in the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hank, Hank, can I? I you I know, one thing is so different today uh, that I what wouldn't is your do biggest well issue in today, with, uh, especially with in Major Jimmy League Houston's fishing. Hair. I didn't want to know what anybody else was catching. I didn't want anybody around me. I drive a hundred miles to get away and get in my own little zone. I'm not as smart as you and, and Van Dam and all them other guys. I had to get in my own little zone, and I had to just concentrate on fishing 
and I needed to get away from the crowd. And the last thing I wanted to know is that Denny Breyer had 30 pounds or Larry Nixon. Yeah. I didn't want to know that. I, Leave me alone. I'm gonna get at three o'clock. I'll put them on the scales and we'll see what we got. But don't mess with my mind. And so the major league fishing format, where you know what everybody's got and what you got to catch, man, that drives me crazy. Yeah, it's a totally, totally different way of thinking. Totally different way of fishing. Uh, you you brought something up That's real funny. quick. I want to respond to, and then Pete, I know you want to ask something, to Hank. Um, <laughs> The, the one thing that I think is funny that we get a lot on the show is people think on-the-water controversy, on-the-water, you know, arguments between anglers, anglers fishing similar water, getting in each other's way. They think that's a new phenomenon. They think that's, you know, something new that's happened in the last, say, five years or so. Th- this That's been happening Forever, right, Hank? Like, I mean, this is something you've dealt with. You've run into guys on the water. You've had, you know, you, you've had bump-ins with guys. And, uh, I mean, this has happened since the, the beginning of bass fishing. The difference today is we didn't have television cameras. <laughs> and by the, time we, by the time we got back to the weigh-in, we had already cooled down. And, you know, we shook hands. And it wasn't escalated because right. of the format and the cameras, it gets escalated. But I don't care who you are. When you give it all you got and the intensity level is so incredibly high and you feel like a guy's infringed on you or cut you off, you're going to respond to that. And it's hard under pressure not to, not to let things kind of escalate. So it's been that way forever. And uh, I guess it'll always be that, but it's magnified so much more today because of all the cameras. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, Pete, I know you had a couple questions for Hank. What do you got, Pete? <laughs> I, I, I've got a – well, the biggest thing for me is do you miss it? Like, you won the Classic twice and were awesome, and you, you stepped away. Uh, I didn't hear any. I'll I'll relay it for you, Pete. Uh, Hank, Pete's question was, um, it it related to your retirement. Um, You know, you had won two classics. You were, in a lot of people's mind, you were still at the peak of your career. You were still at the very top of your, your game, and you decided to step away. Was that... Was that a hard thing for you to do? Was that a, was that a hard, hard thing to decide to, to leave the competitive side of the sport? It wasn't a hard thing to decide, but it was a hard thing to live with. It was a hard thing to do. I, had, uh, I was 36 years old. I had my best year ever. I won two tournaments that year, and I won the Classic. I finished second in Angler of the Year. It should have won Angler of the Year. I had a 40-pound lead uh, with with two tournaments ago, and I just blew it at Livingston. I knocked the lower unit off the first day and knocked one off the second day and make the first two-day weigh-in. Oh. So I fell behind Gary Klein, very deservingly won Angler of the Year. But I had, I had four boys that really needed their dad at home, and my older boys had gotten to the age – they wanted to race go-karts, and they wanted to go hunting, and they wanted to do a lot yeah. of things that mom couldn't do with them, and I needed to be home. And so I was so torn. And when I won the Classic the second time, it gave me enough 
financial independence that I could afford to just do TV. And so that was the decision. And I do not regret it, but it was hard, you know, to sit on the sidelines and watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 I can relate to what you're saying a lot, a lot, because I wrestle with exactly what you're talking about. I wrestle with a lot uh, in my own career right now. So I, I understand that. Um, I, I want to ask you something that we asked. Uh, we had Jimmy Houston on earlier, Hank, and we, we asked him the same thing. And I want to get your take on it, which is you were one of the guys uh, I, I would say uh, Jimmy and Roland and you and a lot of the amazing uh-huh. anglers uh, from that era were one of the were the guys that created a brand for themselves. I I just want to know how did how did you know to do that? Were, were you aware of that? Were you aware that you were creating a brand? Were you aware of like all these things that like kids in college now are taking classes? based on what you did with your career and your brand and your image. Were you aware of that? Or how did, how did you, how did you know to do those things? Yeah, I wasn't aware of it at all. Uh, didn't have a clue where all it was going. People say, boy, you had a great vision to see what you could do financially and build a career. None of that was the case with me. I just love to compete and I love fishing and I didn't know where it would take me. And when I got to the point that I saw where the market was going, I was fortunate enough when, uh, Berkeley really needed some help. And so they offered a big bonus. Uh, and, and I had switched and been using their line for about a year. And, uh, I signed up on that sheet and, uh, in 1979 when I won the classic, they Berkeley probably did more to help me get to where I ended up than anybody. Uh, just lots of opportunities for marketing and doing promotions and advertising and doing a lot of different things. And it wasn't until then that I realized, Hey, you, you can build on this. And that's what I started doing, and, then, and that's why I started television, because you were so dependent on on the ink you got in Bassmaster Magazine to be able to, to, to keep your career and momentum going in your career. So I started my television show just where I was in control of my own marketing and promotion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, but that it, was late in my career. You know, that was way down the line from when I started. I, I had no earthly idea where it was going. <laughs> yeah, that that that's crazy. Because when you when you look at it, like, you know, when I when I looked at it, I was like, but but I'm looking at this and I'm like, Hank's a genius. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> the plan that you've laid out, and you know, it. But from afar, you know what I mean? It's it's genius. And it was genius. I think you did an amazing job at it, obviously. You know? Um, well, it, it, it was not a foundational plan. It was something that occurred as time went on. And then as you saw the opportunity, I did build on it somewhat. But it was really the whole sport grew and went beyond everybody's expectations. You know, Ray Scott never had a dream that bass would reach the level that it did and all the things that would happen it 
we were all just, we loved what we were doing, and it was uh, pretty cool to be able to fish and make a, a little bit of money. And then when the opportunity to make quite a bit of money came into play, it was even more exciting. So it, yeah. it just, it grew beyond anybody's expectations. And I think in life, timing is everything. You know, it was just the right time and the right era, and it just all Jupiter aligned with Mars. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've I've got Dave. I know you got a question. I got one more thing I wanted to ask you, Hank, and then we'll give one to Dave. Um, I, you were one of the first guys, especially in the tournament world, to show emotion. Like when 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 things were good, you got excited. You know, when you won that second classic, I remember the tension. <laughs> you know, it, 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 that was a come from behind win. I remember the tension. I remember watching it. You could feel the emotion. Um, and when things went bad, I've heard a lot of stories of the emotion that you showed on the water. Um, I, that's, in my career, it's the thing that I have been the most criticized for is showing emotion. How, how have you dealt with that? How did you deal with it in your tournament career, and how have you dealt with it in, in your life? I tried to harness it the most I could, but I was so intense, and it's such an important thing, and you put so much pressure on yourself, and you're so dejected when things go bad, and it is just really, really hard for me to hold all that emotion in, you know, you get so frustrated at times and you just could not hold back. I, I tried to, and I, and as I got older and a little bit more mature, I, I did, but a lot of people are, are different personalities, but when you lay it all on the line and I know about you, I, I, I've always said this, Mike Iaconelli is harder on Mike Iaconelli than anybody else. You're very hard on yourself. You have high expectations for yourself. And when you don't measure up to what you think your potential was, when you don't do that, man, it just, it just wigs you out. You yeah. get so frustrated and it's really at your own self more than it is anybody else. And, it's just an emotion that you, if you don't let it out, you're going to blow up, man. Yeah. You, you gotta, you gotta let it go. You know, I remember the deal at, at, at Charlotte and I remember Forrest Wood and I, uh, he and I had a long conversation and, uh, he liked you a lot. He, he, he respected you a lot. That was just a bad situation that occurred that really, was not intentional at all. And I've said that all along. I said, man, that was not an intentional deal. That was just, that was the result of just being so frustrated and you expressed emotion. It just happened to turn out to be a bad deal. And it could have happened to me just as easily as it did you. It could happen to a lot of other guys as well. It just, sometimes those emotions just are hard to harness. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'd agree with that. I, 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 I'm getting older. I'm getting a little better at it, but I'm still. <laughs> and Becky's helped a lot with it, but I'm still, uh, I'm still very emotional. Dave, I know you had something for Hank. Yeah, you got? a couple things, Hank. Uh, this is Dave. Uh, first off, it's it's a pleasure to talk to you. We we, we brought your name up earlier, and uh, we didn't, I didn't. Brian surprised us with bringing you on the show. We really didn't even know you were coming on. So it's it's pretty awesome to uh, hear you. 
one of the things I mentioned earlier was your stage presence in the old classics when you got up there and spoke and you never seemed nervous or rattled or I, I, I guess what I'm going to ask you is what did you do prior to fishing? Like, were you a teacher? Like, were you used to being in front of people? Because the way you spoke, it was with such, it was so succinct and, and so brief, but you got your point across. I was horrible. I, uh, I couldn't <laughs> speak in school. <laughs> if I had a public speaking class, I'd lay out the next day. There's no way I could get up in front of people and talk. It just wigged me out really bad. But I don't know. It's it just something that uh, it took a lot of time, but it, it just kind of grew on me. But before I started fishing, all I did was think about fishing. I knew from the time I was 16 years old and I saw Blake Honeycutt with 138 pounds of bass at Lake Ufile, Alabama, I knew right then that's what I wanted to do. Uh, I was going to be a professional fisherman. So that's all I've ever tried to be. That's all I ever wanted to be. And uh, that, that was my goal from the time I got out of high school. I got another question for you because even my best friends in the studio here—they're not—they don't understand. From one gentleman to another, how? <laughs> no. What do you, what do you say? Well, let me explain something. Oh, here we go. We got these monsters on our on our on our line on our on our uh, live feed that ask questions and constantly rip on rip on me and make fun of certain things. Let me ask you something. How does a man wear his shirt and pants? <laughs> what should he? No, Hank. What should he do with his shirt? First, when he puts his after he puts his pants on, <laughs> I don't think I know how to answer that. Does he tuck I his shirt in and then strap a belt? <laughs> a man wears his shirt pants any way he wants. To. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, why are you selling out, Hank Parker? I've watched your shows. God damn it, you tuck your shirt in and you wear a belt. Don't you act like you don't. Your pants are fitted. You can't make fun of my fashion, man. No, I'm not. I'm, 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 I'm trying to tell you this is how gentlemen dress from one to another. All right, that got blown up. <laughs> Dave, hey. Dave got made fun of for his for his attire, That's and he wanted he wanted someone who he thought was well dressed and a gentleman yeah. to agree with him that you should yeah. tuck in your shirt and you should wear a belt and your your khakis should be ironed. Yeah, and they should fall above your shoes above and your not pants. and not hang on the floor. Right. He just wanted support. That's hang. all. Hang. I, I phrased. <laughs> thank you, uh, Becky. Uh, you should be a woman's lawyer. Uh, when I, that one? Let me tell you, Rebecca Red. When I first started my yeah. television show, <laughs> we we started getting some corporate sponsors. We worked with Campbell Ewald Advertising Agents. We had AC Delco. We had. Uh, Goodyear, and we had Chevrolet, and that was kind of our first time that that had ever happened in the fishing era. And uh, a lot of corporate America didn't like short pants and and blue jeans, so that's where I came in and started wearing khakis and a belt. And, uh, and uh, but that was people expected fishermen to be sloppy or or wear their t-shirt and uh, no button down and and not wear a belt and uh. short pants and so i i did that uh when i first started i guess for the first 15 years of my television show i'd wear khaki pants and a button down shirt and a belt <laughs> well they tell you never meet your idols so i'm sorry <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm living a lie. I'm dressing after you. I'm living a lie. I live the lie, Hank. <laughs> All right. Hey, no, I do have one more thing. Oh, you do. So, uh, Hank, I'm honoring. Uh, I'm honoring the Godfather of fishing. I'm honoring Ray Scott tonight. That's who I'm dressed up as. 
and I know he fished with 41. I understand you had an interesting conversation with 45 yesterday. Would you like to elaborate on that? What is that now? I can't hear well, so try that one more time. I understand you had an interesting uh, phone call yesterday. Do you, do you care to elaborate on that with us? Well, let me tell you, I misled a little bit. I didn't actually talk to the president. I was appointed to be on the uh, Sportsman's for Trump Advisory Coalition, and so we do a Zoom video with the coalition. The president was not actually on the on the Zoom video, but uh, it was pretty interesting, and it was basically a group of outdoorsmen that uh, are trying to point out some of the things that we need to uh, tell the other fishermen and outdoorsmen in the world the accomplishments of uh, what President Trump has done. And he has actually done more for the sportsmen uh, and the outdoorsmen uh, than any other president other than Theodore Roosevelt. And the fact that he, uh, he, everybody gave up on Lake Okeechobee and he put together a project and he funded it with $200 million to save Lake Okeechobee. And so we were just all together on that uh, coalition trying to bring to light all the positive things that have happened for the outdoorsmen. Right. Amen. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. How about it? Man? All right. We've got, um, we've got IM questions coming in from Riz, and I am checking a few. Hank, I've got a few coming in on social media. Uh, we have one from... Pete's favorite Wawa, and his question is: um, his question is, there's a lot of boat traffic in tournaments today. Whether it's uh, whether it's other fishermen on the water during a tournament, or whether it's spectators watching. And the question from Pete's favorite Wawa is: Do you have a great story from managing classic spectators? in the 1989 classic. Do you want to share that (laughs) with us? Oh, in 1988, Guido won the tournament on the James River, and I I could have won that tournament. There's no doubt in my mind, at least I feel like I could have, and I'm glad Guido won it, and Guido's gone on to heaven, and I love Guido Hibden. But in 1989... We go back to the James River for the second time, and I can't deal with the spectators. I've, of course, I've had a television show for four or five years at this point, and I got a lot of people that wanted to follow. Yeah, And so I found these fish in this creek, and I figured out how to catch them on a falling tide and a rising tide, and that's a pretty good deal for tidal water when you catch them when the water's rising. But I couldn't deal with boats because they would all jam up in the creek and they'd be behind you and you couldn't turn around and come back and fish it. And so I wanted to make a little up and down, up and down, up and down and change baits and do different things. And I couldn't do that. So where I was fishing, just down below me was an island that split the river. And on the backside of that island, it was really, really, really shallow. So I went through there where I could just barely make it. And I put up little flags, those little bitty poles that I could see. So every day I would go down there, and if you weren't touching those poles, you're going to run aground and stall out. I'd have 40 boats follow me, including the Bassmaster camera boat. (laughs) And uh, I would make that run. 
behind that island and everybody would run aground. So I would go down and go out of sight behind the island. Then I'd turn around and go back up the river and go in my creek, and I never had one single boat follow me. That is genius. <laughs> That's wow. Stuff of legend. That's yeah. the stuff of legend. Oh, yep. man. That's awesome. That's like Butch Cassidy. I waited, <laughs> I waited 30 years before I told that story. Though Bob Cobb would have loved to have killed me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's so awesome. I would pay 100 bucks for the footage, like a game cam, like a game trail cam of everyone running the ground. Like you, you lead I them know. to the death, Hank. I would love to see oh, that. Oh, God. <laughs> that have like 8 billion views on oh, YouTube. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? If that was out there. And it's true, though, because Dude, the spectators can affect the oh, fishing. Yeah. And that, in that environment, you may not have won that tournament if yeah. – if, I definitely would not have won that tournament. There's no way. I'd have finished about 13th. (laughs) We had that problem, Hank, when Mike was fishing on the river and we were following him. We had to tell all the dummies, like, where not to put their boats because we knew he was going to work his way back out. Like, we actually had to, like, be like a a traffic cop. Yeah, Yeah, we had to be a traffic (laughs) cop. Oh, dang right we were. It was was hard, man. Like, yo, (laughs) hold back, man. Homeboy's coming back. He's going to fish this this area. Now, Hank, Hank, I want to know, do you have an exact figure – on how many man's classic spinnerbaits you've sold since that win. And yes, and can we get more? Can we get more, and do you have a number? Is it thousands? Is it millions? What is it? Well, you know, when we did that uh, classic spinnerbait deal, it was uh, I got 25 cents a lure uh, in royalty, and I think the first two years I got $450,000 in uh, in royalty Ooh. money, which blew me away I, I wasn't expecting to get anywhere near that but it kept going it kept going year after year after year after year and i mean for 10 years so i know we sold well over a million and yeah. uh, pretty crazy wow you know it's funny you bring that up hank so my when my dad died you know you go through everybody you go through all the things and the kids spread things out well i got his tackle box i didn't have much in there but he actually had a man's an old man spinnerbait, old Hank Parker spinnerbait. Spinner the skirt's yeah. been long gone, but I actually still have the frame with the, with the cool. blades. Oh, that's cool. You got yeah. the frame? Yeah, yeah, yeah I got it. I'll that's cool. Yeah. So, Mike, remember the other day when you said you were going with Molex and you wanted spinnerbait ideas? Yeah. Well, that, I think that exact bait, is, the one that he's talking about, is one that still played just very recently. I mean, for, for one of my good friends that I fish with, Adam, he... He had a handful of those spinnerbaits um, yeah. when he was running a tackle shop, and um, he catches them so good on it. And now yeah. he he would pay any amount of money that you could that you would tell him to to get some more right. of those Hank Parker spinnerbaits. Wow! And and Adam's really cheap, so that's, that's, <laughs> he is. He's really really cheap. Really I'm sure cheap, the business but genius. He would pay something. I'm sure the business genius. <laughs> Hank will still probably get ten percent uh, of it. We'll you probably made money on your stone jig. You didn't even know it. Probably did. <laughs> probably did. Probably did. Mans was a great. Co- I I work with Mans too, Hank, and I Mans was a great company. It, very instrumental in the beginning part of my career, and it was an awesome awesome time that I spent with Mans. I, I never regret that. That was a great time mm-hmm. with Mans. Yeah, they were so proud of you, and you did a great job for them, and uh, it, it was good times. You know, I. I started with Mans when Tom was still there. And Tom Mann, I, I have to tell a quick story on Tom Mann. It's one of the best stories in all of all of fishing. Have we got time for that? Oh, yeah. All night, Tank. All night. Yeah. Tom, he was a, he was a wildlife <laughs> officer, and he and Miss Mann uh, 
started uh, pouring jelly worms in the uh, in the kitchen, and it got to be a pretty big deal. And there's a guy in New Fallen named Jim Murphy, and Jim Murphy owned American Builders, and he was making a lot of money, so he was Tom's finance guy. And when Tom came out, uh, he took a Heath kit uh, depth finder and put it all together and made it where it would fit on a boat. You'd have a transducer you could build in your boat, and he built a little bracket. And then he uh, he waxed everything where it would be totally waterproof. And he took Murphy out on uh, Lake Eufaula and showed him the the, uh, the depth finder. And Murphy said, Tom, I love it. You're going to make a lot of money. This is going to be a big deal. You just tell me how much money you need. We'll do this deal. Uh, by the way, you need to get it uh, registered, patented, and all that, and, and trademarked. He said, what are you going to name it? Tom said, I'm going to name it Humminbird. He said, no, you can't do that. Uh, you cannot register a common name. you got to come up with a different name. He said, no, I don't send them my $400. They better register it. He said, no, Tom, they will not register it. They will not do it. You've got to come up with a different name. He said, I'm going to tell you right now, Murphy, I done sent them $400. They better <laughs> register it. <laughs> About three weeks later, Tom goes into Murphy's office, and he throws the, the registration down on his desk, and Murphy looks at it, and he said, Tom, that was brilliant. He said, do what? He said, that was brilliant. He said, what was brilliant? He said, leaving the G out of Hummingbird. <laughs> Tom said, oh, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> he said, I've I heard my it. mama all her life say, look at that, Tom, that's a Hummingbird. I ain't never heard her say that's a Hummingbird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. Wow. Oh, my God. That's how he got that's how he got Hummingbird registered. <laughs> wow, amazing. dude, isn't that funny? As long I, I've I've been in the sport for a while, and yeah. you think you've heard every story there is to hear, right? <laughs> I've heard the Leroy Brown stories. I've heard all the Eufaula Lake stories. That's the first time I've ever wow. heard that. That's, that's, that's that it. is awesome. That story makes me happy. Well, that's how Hummingbird got its name. <laughs> that is awesome. Can we have a legend on every show? I know. We need to. Absolutely. Agree. Yeah. Absolutely. As it should be. We need to. Mm -hmm. It's just a lot of work on the production end. <laughs> it is. Uh, Riz, what do you, you got something coming through with IMs? I know you got a bunch. Let's just hit a couple of the good ones. Yeah. Uh, uh, Team No Fish wants to know, Hank, what was the biggest fish you ever caught while filming a TV show? Well, I don't really, we don't ever weigh them. You know, I don't ever know what the biggest fish I ever caught in the tournament. You know, I caught it St. John's River, weighed 10, 12. I caught two over 10 in that one tournament there. I had a 10, 7 the first day and a 10, 12 the last day. Wow. But the biggest fish I ever actually weighed, I caught in on Disney property down in Orlando, Florida, weighed 13, 3. What? Ooh, but God. on TV, I never did weigh them. I caught one at Baccarat, Mexico. I would have really liked to have weighed. I don't know what that fish weighed. And I caught one at Sam Rayburn in practice that I think was as big as the 13-3 that I caught in Orlando. Of course, it was in practice in a tournament, so I released it. But I've caught some pretty good fish on TV. I probably caught one over 12 uh, several years ago down at... Uh, uh, Bartow, Florida, the place where everybody fishes. Uh, what's the name of that place? Um, Stick Marsh. 
Oh, I can't even remember. It's right on the by the Swanee River in Florida, right there on the line. It's a really popular place. Bienville. Yeah, yeah, Bienville. I believe that's it. That's it. Good place. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I caught a I caught a really big one there. Probably twelve pounds, and I caught a big one in Bacharach, but I never have weighed on on TV. And uh, Sean, Sean the Game Rooster Forest wants to know: uh, Do any of your grandchildren have the same passion that you had uh, to become a professional angler? I don't have any grandchildren right now that have shown that interest. You know, I had a son Ben that wanted to do it really, really bad, and uh, yeah. he he tried for a while, and he finally figured out he wasn't gonna wasn't gonna be able to make it, but. Uh, so far, I don't have any grandkids that are showing. I got one that wants to be a professional baseball player. He's throwing a baseball about 100 miles fine. He's Ooh. doing really good in college. Ooh. But I don't know. That's a tough world, too, you know. I, I don't know. Baseball. These grandkids or something, though, I I would have skipped my kids and just went straight to grandkids if I could have. <laughs> <laughs> baseball play, pays better than bass fishing, I can tell you that. Uh, I got a couple uh, yeah. more. I got a couple more coming through social media, Hank. Uh, let's see. Pizza Pete wants to know <laughs> who has the best theme song of all the legends. So in the beginning of the show, we played we played Orlando's theme song, we played Jimmy's, we played Bill's, uh, and of course we played yours too, Hank. Who who has the best theme song in all of bass fishing? Well, I'm a big Bobby Bear fan. I love Bobby Bear, the old country music. And he sings Roland's theme song and uh, talks about him being a gypsy and going from lake to lake. And so I've always thought Roland had the best theme song. But I will tell you, my producer, Bill Landers, who I've worked with for 36 years, he passed away a month and a half ago. And he wrote my theme song and... Uh, He's played it and he sang it, so it's all original. So I'm going to have to brag on Bill Landers uh, j- just because it is his personal work. But again, I always like Bobby Bear singing Roland's theme song. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> I, I, I think we had a couple people say that here too. And then Head of Pete, Body of Hawn has a question. <laughs> oh, God. Head of Pete, Body of Hawn says, Hank. You had an interesting way of marking spots during tournaments to tell if other people went in there besides you. What was that way of marking the spots? (laughs) Oh, Lord. I had a deal. I'll have to tell this whole story. You know, Mike, how hard it is when you find fish the first day of practice, and then you got to hope nobody else finds them for the next three days, and yeah. I had gone up the river as far as you could possibly go up at Lake Washita, and I'd got into the rocks, and there was a little waterfall there that, uh, that uh, man, those fish were stacked up. So I was, and I found them the first day of practice, so I'm nervous about somebody else finding them. So I had some two-pound test line in my boat, and I tied to one willow tree, and I went all the way across the river, and I tied to another willow tree, about 200 yards down the river from where I found those fish. That way I knew if anybody else would go up there, they'd break that fishing line, and I would know that somebody else probably had found them. 
Yeah. So I went up there last day to check on it, and uh, nobody had broken that line. So I knew nobody else had found those fish. So I eased on up there to check them, and they were there. So as I started to turn around and go back, there's another tournament boat. He's looking at me. He don't know who I am. He's about 250 yards away. So I'm thinking, what in the world can I do? So I trimmed my motor up to where I started blowing water. And then I just shoved the gas, and I'm blowing water 40 feet in the air, and I'm shaking the boat like I'm hung on a rock pile. (laughs) (laughs) So now there's 250 guys in this tournament. The next day, I draw a partner, and I'm starting up that river, and I'm getting about where I pull my little caper, and this guy grabs me and says, look out, there's a rock pile in here. I saw a boat hung on it yesterday. (laughs) 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 I never told him. I never told him. I said, man, I appreciate you telling me that. Hank, you're like an old special ops soldier in Vietnam. (laughs) (laughs) He's got trip wires, fungi sticks for the crash on tip, dude. Like, oh my god, tactical. (laughs) Wow, that's so hardcore, man. Dang, I I thought I was being sneaky because I have all these methods, like when I'm practicing and I hook one, and of course, whenever you hook one. There's never anybody around when you don't hook one. But as soon as you hook one in practice, yeah. somebody drives past, right? So I've got all these methods like where I open I open the front hatch up and the fish is still on, but I act like I'm working on tackle. <laughs> you know, but the front hatch is open, you know? I like that. I thought that was tricky. And they, those fish never come off. No, those fish never come you off. Can do oh, no, they hell will no. never come off. Oh, dude, dude. You can leave them up for like yeah, two and days <laughs> and they won't come off. Yeah, I know. But it's funny because I thought that was sneaky. Yeah. And then I hear this story. Wires. He's just laying wires out there. He's, Damn. He's, he's running people through bear traps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man is a savage. Dude, uh, Hank, Hank, Hank is ruthless, dude. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, I, I want to um, ask you something, Hank, that we talked about after we had Jimmy on, which is the new young crop of anglers today, professional anglers, that are getting into the sport or, or that are aspiring to the sport, a lot of them only want to fish. That's all they want to do. They just want to fish. They don't care about the other stuff. And I think when, when I look at a lot of you guys, uh, yourself and, and, and Jimmy Houston and Bill and, and Roland, guys that have had success building your brand and your business in other ways, that, that's so important. You, do you want to talk about that just a little bit? Because I think there are a lot of young people watching that think they can just fish and not do anything else. It's it's a lot bigger than that, right? It's a lot bigger. But, you know, the one thing I will say is you you have been so good, Mike, to sign autographs, and you have been a great inspiration uh, to a lot of the young people. So you you've got a lot of uh, – credibility with those young guys and you've brought a lot of them along and uh the intensity that you have they appreciate and i I think that's really really cool but if you're gonna make it tom bedell with berkeley told me a long time ago and it never left me and i appreciate him telling me this he said you can win every bass tournament in the world but if you don't have credibility 
And if you don't have influence on the consuming public, it don't do me a bit of good. I'm trying to sell a fishing rod. I'm trying to sell some line. I'm trying to sell a lure. I'm trying to sell a reel. And it doesn't matter how many fishing tournaments you win. If you don't take that influence that you gain with your popularity and your notoriety and parlay that into something useful for me, then it is no way that I'm going to give you a nickel as a sponsor. You have got to be able to sell product. And I never forgot that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's key. That's key. I mean, I, it's, you gotta be able to do more than just catch fish. You know, you gotta be a good spokesperson and a good salesman. That's, that's so important. Um, well, and you know, at the end of the run, it's really, it's really what makes the sport grow. You know, we're selling people things they don't have to have. Uh, it's not like we're selling food or or an automobile that they got to go to work in. We're selling people stuff they don't have to have. So we've got to, we, we've got to have some pageantry and some passion about that product. And we've got to, we've got to feel the need in ourselves to be able to create a demand for somebody else to buy it. And if we don't do that, our sport won't grow. So even though it may not be as glamorous or as much fun as going out and catching fish, it's a big part of keeping the sport healthy, growing the sport, and and creating new product to fund everything that we want to do. I mean, it's expensive, and if you don't have a way to help generate dollars for a sponsor, it's going to be a dead-end street sooner or later. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree. I'd agree. I'd agree for sure. No, I mean, I guess in, in closing, Hank, I, I, I hopefully, uh, I know Don Jr. is a, an avid sports guy. Hopefully he's listening. I, I wish the president would fire you from this outdoor job and put you in charge of the FBI so you could use some of these uh, unconventional, <laughs> no, use some of these unconventional <laughs> tactics of yours to snare the rats trying to trap him, you know? Like, he needs you in a different place. He's misusing you, man. All right? Because I know that's just two stories you told us. You probably got a hundred of other things you did with hunting, trapping guys, <laughs> dropping them in pits when they're out near your deer. You know, like, <laughs> guarantee you. Misusing your, your skills. That's right. Y'all have a lot of fun. I like that. <laughs> Maybe he does. He just can't talk about that's that. Right. Yeah. That's right. It's You're secretive. Right. Yeah. You know? It's very secretive. Uh Hank, we talked about retirement uh, earlier when you retired from tournament fishing, but you're you don't seem like you're ever retiring. You just keep going. Um, do do you forecast a time when you're just going to leave it all behind and stop, or or do you just love what you're doing? You remember the old country music singer Roger Miller? Roger yeah. Miller was an old time country music singer, and he retired. Name? And yeah. they asked him. They said, Roger. Why did you retire? And he said, well, I've worked hard all my life, and I've made enough money to last me the rest of my life, providing I buy nothing big and die by Friday. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it was going there. I knew it was going there. Why why are you going to retire so I can die? (laughs) It's a good answer. That's a really good answer. Um, I've got one other thing that I gotta I gotta uh, hear, and Hank, you've done so many amazing um, uh, uh, commercials and appearances over the years. 
so many iconic things that have come through TV and the internet. Giant sandwiches. Giant sandwiches. Dave remembers the giant sandwich commercial. Doesn't know what you were selling, but you ate a big no, sandwich. No, it was Ranger. Yeah. 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 What was that, Hank? That commercial where you were chewing on this sandwich that looked like a sneaker box. It was what a Ranger was commercial, right? Are you talking about the McDonald's commercial, two fish sandwiches for two bucks? No, man. You did a commercial where you were holding like a breaded sandwich with a, with a piece of lettuce that I said looked like, looked like a like a baby blanket. <laughs> out of there. And you were, I don't know what the commercial, whether you were selling a boat or whether it was a Walmart commercial. I don't know. But, dude, you had the biggest sandwich in the history of sandwiches, man. It looked like you were holding an infant. <laughs> That's nothing on you. That's just kind of a normal day for me. (laughs) Maybe I'm imagining it. I don't know. You totally dreamt this up. He's hungry. (laughs) (laughs) That was Dave's favorite. You're talking about a sandwich. Uh, About 15 or 20 years ago, uh, there was a McDonald's in Buffalo, New York. They, They contacted me and said they'd done a little survey and they, they, my popularity in that particular area was stronger than any other fishman. They wanted me to do a commercial for McDonald's, two fish sandwiches for two bucks. And uh, I didn't really want to come to Buffalo. It was cold, and I was fishing. <laughs> they, they said, hey, we'll pay you. you. We'll fly you up here first class, and we'll fly you home the same day, and we'll pay you $10,000. I said, how much? <laughs> I said, yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> so, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> I went up and did this commercial, and uh, they paid me ten grand, and I worked about four hours. Wow. So about two weeks later, my secretary, who was my sister, she said, uh, that agency up there where you shot that commercial, they sent you uh, a check, another check for $10,000. I said, well, that already paid me. I said, well, send it back to them and tell them they've overpaid. And so about two weeks later, she said, they sent that check back and they sent another one. I said, do what? He said, yeah, you, you, they've sent you $30,000. So I said, let me call this agency. So I called them and they said, oh, yeah. We paid you for the market you were in, and we've gone into three other markets, so we got another check wow. to you. So that thing went into five markets. I ended up getting $50,000 off that deal for about wow. three oh hours God, work. Dang. That's I never heard anything like that. Man. <laughs> yeah. And all you did was go but up there I and flash that I, beautiful I mustache. <laughs> wow. wow. That's awesome. All right, so Dave has – Dave, you're – your sandwich deal was the one you remember. But, Hank, the one I remember and the one I would love to hear tonight, and I, I, I feel like I have to, it would actually make my life complete <laughs> if you could just say this one line for me. Not the birth of his four children. No. no this no, no, line, no. Hank. <laughs> no, this one line, Hank. And I remember – I can't remember – I wish I remembered the name of the, the cooler, but you did a cooler commercial. And I, I, I don't know if it was Igloo or I can't remember. But it's Coleman. Right? It was, was it Coleman? I don't know. He's going to tell us. What's the, cool, what's the cooler company you work with, Hank? It was Rubbermaid. Rubbermaid, yes. Yeah. And you did this commercial that we all, lo- we all loved. We adored it. We still do. And there was a line where it was like, on fire, babe. On fire, babe. Can we please hear that? Please. We got to hear it, Hank. Please. <laughs> yeah, my, my, oh, that was crazy. 
On fire, baby. On fire. <laughs> yes! Oh, my God. My life is complete. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Now, Hank, Br- Brian, the producer, sounds like Elvis on heroin and imitating you. We're sorry about that. All right? <laughs> So we got to say Yeti is on fire, yeah. baby. Yeti is on, on fire, fire now. That's right. That's right. Uh, I, the only thing I got, Hank, I, I, this is Brian. And um, I met you, I guess, two and a half years ago. Um, we both know Master Sergeant Mark McCallan. And he passed away. I drove down to his uh, his service, and and you uh, you spoke there that that day. Well, that was a uh, that was a sad event. Yeah. Mark McGowan was an American hero, and uh, he had a heart. You know the thing about Mark. You, everybody thought he was your best friend. Yeah, and yeah. he really was. You know. Shaw was there. Shaw thought, well, I thought he was my best friend. Well, I thought he was my best friend. Gary Klein was there on and on and on. Everybody thought Mark was their best friend. And that's the kind of guy Mark was. He was everybody's best friend. And uh, he was in the special forces of the United States Army and was a sniper and and deployed doing all kinds of things. And uh, such a tragic, tragic death. And, And it was a sad service, but I was glad to be there and uh, and just be a little part of that to say goodbye because he was such a special guy. Yeah. He was amazing, man. He was he was a great guy. Amazing. We had the we yeah. had the fortune to, um, you know, by chance come across those guys and and yeah. they came in came up to Jersey and came in studio. In studio. We, yeah. we did a amazing. show with with Mark and his buddy uh, Rudy and and. Um, had the two of them in studio. I think still probably, probably the highlight of Ike Live six years in. Yeah, amazing show. Yeah, yeah. and um, Dave, you know, like just hanging out with them guys, listening to them talk. It was just, it was such a such a treat to have them guys. You, you know, Mark was instrumental in in all those guys in that Fort Bragg uh, group that with the Green Beret started special ops survivors and they did that they funded that out of their own pocket to make sure that the widows of these fallen soldiers uh were taken care of and it's a great organization and i encourage anybody that's listening tonight uh to just go on the internet and check it out special ops survivors but mark mcgowan was a big part of starting that he was one of the charter members and they did it just to make sure that those widows weren't left out and the kids, that there would be something there for them. And so they're a great organization, and Mark was a big, big part of that. Hey, Hank, I have a question for you about Mark. So I know how Mike thinks about this. Like, Mark looked up to Mike. He admired Mike. He admired you. What? How's that make you feel when a superhero like, like Mark admires you for what you do? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's incredibly humbling, and uh, it, it's always uh, hard for me to accept that. I in the world, I'm nothing, and, and they were so special, and I know. he's such a great guy. And how he could ever look up to me, I, I don't know, but uh, that, that's a hard thing for me to deal with. I, I don't do very good with that, so I just become friends and try not to figure out why. You know, I'm just glad he liked me. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, when you describe them as being everyone's best friend, I actually describe them differently. When you left a conversation with him, you felt better about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like uh, he had that ability to bring that out in you. It's just uh, it's a very. Yeah. I only knew one other guy who met a tragic death as well who had that same ability. But uh, that two people in my whole life, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Good guy. I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. I do a show with those special op guys. I've been doing this now for about almost 10 years. And I, I, I fish with Mark and I fish with a lot of the different guys from time to time. And we were there, uh, in North Carolina at Kingfisher Society where we do the, the show. And it was in March and it was miserable. It was blowing about 30 miles an hour. And uh, it was about 28 degrees, and it was raining. And the, the rain was freezing in your boat and freezing on your hands. And I was about to die. I was ready to quit. Yeah. So I had uh, I had Mark in the boat, and there was another guy there that was a Navy SEAL. And he was in the other boat. And I said, Mark, I think it's ridiculous. Let's go in. He said, he ain't going in. <laughs> I said, yeah, but... I'm dying. He said, he ain't going in. I ain't going in. <laughs> said, well, That's right. <laughs> they about froze me to death. But that, I guarantee the Green Beret wasn't going to go in if that seal didn't go in. So we fished on dark. I'm about dead. <laughs> Dude, wow. pride, that, feels like, that feels like me fishing with Mike back when we were like 19, 20 years old. <laughs> Remember that, Dave? Yeah. Nah, I wouldn't even go with him because of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I knew better. Um, it was like torture. I'm, I'm fetal position in the bottom of the crawdad because my hands are frozen and Mike's still casting. He's fishing for eight-inch eight fish in February. Like, eight-inch fish. I'm like, bro, this is... Uh, I believe he'd do that now, today. He would, Hank. Absolutely. Yeah. Eight-inch eight fish are giants, in my opinion. Uh, Hank, I, I, I can't thank you enough for yeah, coming man. on tonight, dude. It was... Um, Highlight of uh, of my experience in Ike Live, just doing this podcast, and also a highlight of my my life. Honestly, like we've we've talked and we've hung out before, but to get to sit with you for over an hour and talk to you, it's very very it's it's humbling. It's an honor. So thank you for coming on tonight. It was it was awesome. And a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun, and I appreciate you. I appreciate all the time you take, and and I mentioned it earlier, but I. I tell you, Mike, I've seen them kids line up for two city blocks, and you sit there and sign every single autograph. And I really, I've always appreciated that about you. And I've always understood your intensity, and I think it's a big asset. And uh, I appreciate what you do and how you do it. And just keep up the good work, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to tell a few stories. <laughs> it, it was awesome. awesome Amazing stories. stories. <laughs> Amazing angler. Hank Parker, everybody. Thanks, Hank. Hey, you guys have a great rest of the night. Happy Halloween. Thank you, Hank. Best mustache. All right, thank you. Anniversary. Happy anniversary. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Hank right, Parker. Awesome. Yes. Thanks, Hank. Great. Wow. Wow. See if you can find Pete. <laughs> can you guys hear me now? Pete, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I, I can hear you guys for for whatever reason. Couldn't hear me, but wow, what an interview! What what two amazing interviews! Wow, it, it was it was awesome the way it shook down. Jimmy couldn't hear any of us, but he heard you, and then Hank <laughs> could hear all of us, but uh, not, but not you. me. 
<laughs> and for the people watching the show that doesn't know what our equipment looks like right over there, if you remember the movie War Games with Matthew Broderick, like we have a Joshua in here. <laughs> Like, we have a freaking computer system and monitor. Like, dude, we have a thing this big that has stuff in it. And we, we yeah, but, it. Yeah, but it. you got me. <laughs> no, I know. But we have such good – we have, we have to, they, they bought top-of-the-line technology. We could have signaled with mirrors, Jimmy. Dude, Bud could have did a better show on his calculator. <laughs> 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 on his tandem TRS-80. The thing. Yeah. The sign just fell. Yeah. Uh, no, I like that. I said calculator. Hey, Pete, I got we a got this really nice computer system, but Mike <laughs> duct taped the signs <laughs> to the blinds. Pete, I got a question for you because I've never heard you answer this yet, or we've really never talked about it. You're a little bit older than us, so you better in the game longer than us. You followed it longer than us. <laughs> what is it like? <laughs> Where are you going with this? No, what is it like for you, Pete, especially with BU, to talk to these legends constantly? Do you look back? When you were younger and wonder, like, do you ever reflect on, man, I never thought I'd be with these guys that I'm idolizing? Oh, my God, yeah. Honestly, Dave, it's, it's, it's amazing. I, uh, I still get tongue-tied. There's still a lot of guys that, um, you, know, you know, you get starstruck right. with. Hank's one of them. But he's so easy to talk to. Same right. thing with Jimmy, you know. Jimmy and I, like, I, I fished with him for – um, I don't know, probably 10 years. We fished. I never said a word to him. I was, <laughs> I was scared to death. I, I mean, I couldn't get anywhere near him, you know, like he would, I would just turn the other way and they, maybe they thought I was being rude, but it was really me being intimidated, you know? And, uh, and now here it is all these years later and, and we're talking to him. Um, you know, they're teaching like for Bashu. <laughs> I'm dressed <laughs> like him. <laughs> he wants my wig. You know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm I'm gonna go and and you know feed Lucy and visit the farm. You know, but it, like, <laughs> you're gonna do more to Lucy than to feed the farm. I think. <laughs> Lucy the deer. You know. Yeah. But it yeah, yeah it was it was uh yeah it, it's amazing, Dave. Honestly. It, yeah. It's crazy. And you brought it up earlier, too, with uh, Brian. You know, here he is, you know, talking to Jimmy Houston, getting this this worked out. And, you know, we, I guess we all never thought that we'd be here, but yet here we are. And here we are. We got Bud Cipolletti here and, you know. and um, But it was very, so very rare wild. to be on TV back then. Yeah. Right, like Jimmy Houston was on TV when it was very rare to be on TV, and then I'm watching you stand right there, like talking to him on speaker. <laughs> just seen my phone calls all week, man. That's just crazy. crazy. It's I crazy to see that. <laughs> there was, there was a lot of it to make to make <laughs> yeah. it come together. And um, you know, special shout out to Al Linder. Al was going to be that special guest tonight, and um, yeah. you know, he's got some things going on, some family things, you know, serious stuff. So. Thoughts and prayers to Al and his family, and yeah. and we will we will catch up with Al real soon. Yeah, dude, an Al what an amazing guy. An Al show would be would be great. Because, oh my god, because multi species. Dude, listen to this. We actually we joked about it tonight, and Bud, I I want to call you played on this too. We joked about it tonight, but for like an actual guy up in the north, dude, in Al north? was one of these uh, guys yeah. for us. He was the right? dude. Yeah, dude. When you think about instructional. Guys, instructional. 
Dude, was he not <laughs> one of the first guys that actually taught In Fisherman was BU before. <laughs> right? Right, yeah. Pete? In yeah. Fisherman yeah. was BU. Absolutely. No doubt. Absolutely. No doubt. He's still doing it these yeah. days. Yeah, he's, you know? he's a slinger of knowledge. And, and he did it. He, he was from the <laughs> North. <laughs> he was from the North and doing it when it was all from the South. Like, there's a lot. Like, Kevin came on board. Mike, you, you broke the mold. And uh, there's a lot of Northern guys now, but... If not for Al, would you guys even be around? You know, I mean, he blazed the trail. Pete, you know? Pete, I, I, I pride myself in giving out critical information <laughs> on the sport <laughs> of bass fishing. And just when you thought his voice was bad, his brother would come on and say, <laughs> Ron. <laughs> oh, that's Ron. <laughs> Al and Ron. Damn. Yo, Dude. Ron. So <laughs> here's, here's hey, the thing. Like, Ron. I hope. I, I wonder if we can get Al on and get Al to like talk about the old days, like the real yeah. old days. That would be unbelievable. The days of the Mounties and the Birder? What are you yeah. talking about? I mean, the good old <laughs> days. I mean, the, the, the wild fucking west, the yeah. bass fishing days. He would have some good Oh, stories. my God. What boats did they hey. use on like Erie and Ontario? Back he was in, in the like long. Oh, they were, they were getting line. sunk, Dave. They were getting swamped right. and blown to the bank. You know? <laughs> 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 what was that boat, Edmund Fitzgerald, right on on Erie? Yeah, the beer after that. One. Hey, I, I do want to give a big shout out to Ken Duke and Pat Renwick uh, for both uh, helping me with the questions tonight. Ah, yes. Thank you guys. Thank Very you. Guys. I know who I want on the show. I'm gonna make it happen. I'm gonna get him here. Tom Brady. Who do you got? Rick Clun. Mm, mm. Yeah. Yes, Rick Clun show. Right. I please, want that. please get us Rick Clun. I back. want the Rick Clun show. It's funny because yes. Beck, Beck tonight, Brian, listen to this. Brian Carbert, listen to this. I'm here. Beck teased it tonight, and she said, I can get Rick on tonight. He'll be better than any, any of these guests. And I'm like, you're right, but let's not waste them. I'm like, that's yeah. Rick is like a His show, own show that you don't yeah. book anybody else. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a show. He, he's his own wait, show. Way to say it back, Beck. Huh? Way to sandbag. I mean, we need to have Rick on. <laughs> I want Rick in studio, though. Same. I, oh, I think. Yeah. Yes. Let's I was going to say he should be here. Because I love Only Rick you and can Melissa, make that happen. And, I, and I'm sure, you know, Rick would come on. But yeah. I don't think that's the same as actually having no. Rick sit here. Nothing's the better. same as in studio. It would be better. It's way better in studio. It would be better. Yeah. yeah. Hank Parker may have been the best phone call we ever had, though, with in terms of back and forth. Amazing story. Hank was good. He's, he's, yeah. he's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, he's really good. They were great stories. Hank was, Hank, Hank, Hank was amazing. Jimmy <laughs> went off with nothing. <laughs> like, there was no. He seriously talked. did. Pete's right, though. Yeah. Like, he, he just rolled talked. with nothing. He could hear nothing. So he just talked. <laughs> yeah, he just yeah. talked. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's how we learned about Lucy and her herd. It's true. <laughs> Wow, he, that was amazing. He had absolutely no input, and he carried the 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 whole show for fifteen or twenty minutes. And then he surreptitiously lurked afterwards. <laughs> yeah, surreptitiously, <laughs> he made the entire Halloween episode by staying on the line. Yeah. <laughs> staying on the line. I hope we can pick up line. those sound effects that we heard. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I cannot like, wait. <laughs> I cannot wait to go back. <laughs> I swear, the whole I won't listen to a stitch of the show except oh that one segment. Yeah, the first hour was pretty much sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I think actually, what? Rich, when, can you hear when me? We post this, post it backwards. 
Post it backwards. <laughs> and I gotta find the, uh, the feather where I can snip it in there. Though. That wasn't a solid explanation. That was, that was a, good a really good explanation. That was a good explanation. That's the best one yet. That was a good one. Now this was a good show. It was, and it was very Halloween because Halloween is you expect the un, you know weird things happen. Lots of tricks. Yeah, a lot of yeah. tricks. Trick or treat. It was a good one. I think it was a good show. Yeah, I yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you know, I had different visions of how smooth things <laughs> were going. This was a really long show because we had to fill a lot yeah. of time. Oh, <laughs> I am so sorry, man. Nah, oh my nah. god, it was, it was, was all good. But you beginning. know what? With every show where we have to fill time, I learned so many more things about Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I do tonight? <laughs> what I enlighten you to about me tonight? <laughs> I think it was the migration of the Squatch. Well, if you follow um, the topic, you uh, this isn't me. Uh, that, that, that's what the, the, the experts tell you. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm sure there was more in there somewhere, but yeah, I just keep getting little more snippets. <laughs> There's always more. Yes, I'm glad to enlighten you. <laughs> yeah. Let, uh, yeah, Brian, what do you got? You want one? Oh, yeah. What do we got? You want a guest? Oh, yeah. The viewer? Yeah. Beck? All right. Who's the wiener? Yeah. <laughs> All right, listen. Uh, if you're still watching by any chance. Is there like watching, five people on? Uh, yeah, we're good. We're, uh, we're going to. Oh, ten. You want to let a couple Zoom? Is it you saying yeah, Zoom guests? Yeah, let's, let's get some people on All here. Right. Yeah. We're going to let a couple Zoom guests in if you're watching let's right have some now. Fun now. Do I have if to you're get in ready costume, to battle somebody? They won't be able to hear costume, us. We're more likely to put you through if you're in costume. I guess I got to get ready because yeah. they like get to ready, attack Dave. me on this thing. They like to attack <laughs> this. Big time. Oh, we need more whiskey. The, the Wawa Hoagie lady said for, for Rick Klon, if we have him in, we got to do a remote bonfire special. <laughs> yeah. Like go live from around the campfire. No, yeah. yes. that would be awesome. Thank around you, the world, around the campfire. Oh, a campfire show would be so Maybe rad. we should just mm. go to Rick's house. Can you just grab yep. normal? There we go. It'd be Maybe a little too cold here. You know what's great about Rick, though? But, but and I know you, you know you're a fan of Rick, too. Dude, he, like, takes – you got to, like, sift through. Like, he doesn't just give you the answer, like, quick and like that. Like, you got to sift through a lot of little stuff. Yeah. To get the answer. To the milk. Oh, yeah. Of the deal, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because I saw, like, he's he's doing this crankbait now for this Japanese company. Yeah. And it's this really big, giant crankbait. It's mm. like a big square bill, but it's like – like literally that like fucking bigger than NATO, yeah, dude, it's giant. And I f somehow through through like social media, you know how you start getting in the wormhole. Yeah, I found this link to him on a Japanese crankbait website explaining why he designed this crankbait. Right? Listen to this, dude. It's a square bill that's this fucking big. And this is one of the things I love about Rick. Rick's. Um, his sponsor deals with Lucky Strike, right? He doesn't give a shit. He goes out and designs his crankbait with this Japanese <laughs> company. I love that. He's like, gangster. Who, who else could do that, right? But but somehow through well, the wormhole. Well, because this deal's probably in the U.S. with Lucky Strike, so he went to Japan and... Yeah. Or it's just yeah. what he wanted, right? And so I, through this wormhole, click, 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 click. 30 clicks later, I find this thing of Rick in English with Japanese subtitles talking about why he designed this crankbait. Dude, I watched it for like 50 fucking minutes. Really? That's cool. 50 minutes of him explaining. With an English accent? No. Yes. It's Rick. It's, <laughs> Say no. yes. No, yes. No, no. I mean, it's Rick talking in English. English accent. Japanese. Yeah, English accent. With English Japanese. accent. Yeah. But it was 50 <laughs> minutes of him talking about this crankbait. 
that I, I could I could I could have said it in a minute. Seriously, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the features and benefits, dude. It's just him. Like these, li- you know how like Rick talks. He's like everything's like very thought out. It's awesome. So very descriptive. That. Very yeah. descriptive. Human British. Being. Yeah, that, I, kill, I, that kills me. That fucking kills. Yeah, me. I know. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, if we had if we had him in studio, I think it would be our me. it would be our longest show ever. We, it would be like a ten hour show. Don't have me. <laughs> no, because I mean, you know, Dave doesn't want to be on the Rick. No, show. I love it. I watch it, but I mean, that's not that, that educational shit's not the one you want me around. You know what I mean? No, we don't want the educational <laughs> stuff. That's be you. I wonder if Rick we is, uh, you know, he's just burnt. He loves yeah. people. He's been burning him as hard as he can. Oh, I, wonder yeah. if, I wonder for a giant crank if he's still thinking, like, need to burn that you son of t- a bitch. Use a I'd like to reel. know that. <laughs> yeah. You need a freaking. Yeah. Dude, to get Melissa in here might be the, the thing that evens it out, though. Yeah. Like, maybe Melissa and Rick would, yeah. be, a better, would be a better scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She is his balance. Yeah. Yeah. She's normal. See, I would need time with him beforehand just to get a feel for his sense of humor and all that. Yeah. Yep. You'd yeah. Be he actually first reminds one. me a lot of you because observing Rick, I always thought Rick was this very calm and, like, all about nature and connected with the earth. And I just always thought that, like, he had his shit together. And then the more I got to, like, know who Rick was, and especially through Melissa, I'm like, oh, he's a fucking hothead like Mike. <laughs> Throws his soda cans out the window when he's driving. Yeah. Probably, really? yeah. yeah. I'm like, this is why I like him so yeah. much. Yeah. That's probably why I feel I like their relationship. Dude, that, that's yeah. funny you said throw the soda can out the window. So I had, uh, I was at a Toyota owner's event like a month ago, and I had a, a writer, Alan McGuckin, fro- Guck from oh, Dynamic. Guck? Yeah. What up, Guck? He came, he he wanted to do an article on on um, what you have in your truck that's like little tchotchke stuff that you carry. And so I'm like, is there uh, anything left? No, I'm like, yeah, there's not. And that's what I told him. Like, yeah, there's nothing left. He's like, what do you mean? So I told him the whole story. So I used to have like all these cool little like like little stuffed animals or little figurines, things that people have given me, and I would set them on the dash of the truck. Well, over the years of getting pissed off, yeah, like that bobblehead. Over the years of getting pissed off, I'd have a bad tournament or something would, <laughs> you know, fuck. And I would take <laughs> it out on these things. <laughs> and I'd, fuck you, fuck, oh, don't fuck. Throw it out the window, and there's none left. Yeah. Oh my the God. last of them all went out in one fell swoop when you came in second for the second year in a row at the TTBC. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At the at the fish off. Oh, so, the fish off. He got yeah. back in and literally just went swipe. There was like fifteen <laughs> right. left, and they all went <laughs> out oh, the window. Every medallions. last one of them. And I was like, <laughs> the pellet. <laughs> so it's time for new talismans. When I was a police officer in Camden, we had a very large Vietnamese and uh, you know Hispanic population. Yeah. Believe it or not, Vietnamese was that very Christian, Christian Vietnamese. So you'd come across these people, the older ones, the older women would always give you different types of crosses. And I would take the different cross. I'm not, you know, I'm not religious, but I would glue, like on my trauma plate, my vest. I would take it out and I would glue all the crosses on my trauma plate. So I had like my trauma plate was all the crosses that all these old broads gave yeah. me, dude. You know, yeah, but I don't know. You know, people give. I, I didn't throw them out the friggin' window though. I at least honored, <laughs> I at least honored the goddamn gift. <laughs> might have protected you. Yeah, I don't know what they that did. That might have kept you safe. Oh, yeah, who knows? But yeah. That's crazy. That's yep. crazy. All right, Brian and Carpenter, we got some uh we got a guest coming on. What do we got? Yes. 
Okay. Rich, who we got, Rich? Have no idea. Okay, uh, let's see. Have no idea on the message board. Okay, Zoom guests. What's (laughs) your name and where are you Zooming from? That's you. Patrick, I'm in Texas. Patrick! Patrick the Fireman, that's who this is. Patrick the Fireman, what's up, man? Looks like he's in uniform. Not much, just hanging out. How you doing tonight? Pretty good, how about y'all? Good, what part of Texas? Uh, I'm actually in Montgomery, so just close to Lake Conroe. Lake Conroe, okay. I know that lake very well. I've got a love-hate relationship with that lake. I think we just mentioned yeah. a yes. lot of talismans yes. on the side of Lake <laughs> Good word, dude. All right, now tonight, all tonight is mischief night, and usually firemen and policemen are a little busy on mischief night. Are you laying low? What, what do you got? So far, it's been quiet, but, you know, it is Friday night just getting started, so we'll see what happens after midnight. Okay, now we we got to know it, in your part of the world. We're up here. We're near Philadelphia. Just had another shooting happen here. We normally don't talk politics, but I want to talk it right now, dude. A lot of the world right now is hating on policemen, firemen. They're hating on. Actually, them. they're not hating firemen. Not, no, <laughs> not firemen, but that that segment. The remotes that they drop when they're falling asleep on the lazy boy. They hate the firemen, but the people right. don't hate the firemen. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. Look at him. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. Go ahead. How how's that part of the world right now with everything that's going on? Uh, around here, it's not too bad. Uh, everybody seems to be getting along. We haven't had any issues, but you know, it's kind of a little more out of the country. We're, I mean, we're close to Houston, but you know, most people out here, we haven't had a lot of the riots or anything like that that's been going on. So, hopefully, it stays that way. Gotcha. Okay, Halloween tomorrow. Are you trick or treating? Are you in costume or what do you got? No, I'll have to take my kids out and then uh, take them through the neighborhood. And then do you I'm dress up ready. when they dress up? I don't. Oh come on. So I'm I'm usually actually always out of town for Halloween. So this is like the second Halloween I've been around. I'm usually in Colorado every year when Halloween hits. Gotcha. Nice. So they haven't convinced me yet to dress up, so we'll see. <laughs> they got to work on you. <laughs> we apparently have a thing for dressing up. Um, Pete Glusick started it. It's his favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. And he makes us all get in these costumes. Yeah, Pete <laughs> loves it. He, Look at him. Um, he Look truly him. loves it when we extend it to Thanksgiving and Christmas, oh, and we yeah. make him Santa Claus. Yeah, Pete's a Santa. Look Dude. at him. Becky, you made, you made us wear costumes <laughs> for two years, every show. <laughs> <laughs> like, can we just talk? Come on. Can we just talk? Well, my fear was that you guys weren't interesting enough, so I <laughs> oh, oh. Pete, Pete, remember when she made you dress up as mashed potatoes? <laughs> mashed potatoes? Mashed potatoes! That'd be a hell of a costume. <laughs> All right, well, messy we're going to do it soon. Wait, what was that Thanksgiving? Oh, Oh, we were all uh, pilgrims and Indians, yeah, we were and you were a turkey. And, yeah. and Pete was yeah. stuffing or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, <laughs> no, we had Seth Fighter on that show, too. We did, yeah. We had Seth on, and people gave 
Seth shit because he was an Indian. Oh, one one person. All right, whatever. Pete with mashed potatoes. That's <laughs> yeah. all that matters. Yeah. I know. I, f- I didn't know that was an offensive thing. I we wow. learned after there was the one show. person oh. who gives them. We all learned. <laughs> hey, I got a fireman riddle. Won. I got a fireman riddle. Are you ready to copy? <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> what did the Mexican fireman say to his two? What, what did the Mexican fireman call his two sons? Oh. Jose no, and B. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Dave's going to stop. No, no, that isn't bad. Oh, my God. No, come on. No, I, I believe Facebook just flagged us. No, come <laughs> on. <laughs> You're right. You can say goddamn, but you can't say that. Yeah. yeah. None, none, of us, none of us get the vote now. All right, we got a question for you on the panel here. Ready? Here it goes. Series of uh, Fire uh, Marshal Bill. Fire, well, Fire Marshal Bill? Yes. No. No, I was going to ask just a regular oh. r- Ike Rapid Fire. You got a Fire Marshal Bill? All right. MLF or BASS? Who are you asking? <laughs> MLF. Oh, okay. MLF? MLF. Wow. Nice. Okay. Um, for president, don't, race. Don't no, no. For president, I'm not saying the actual president. Shut up, Becky. <laughs> for president, that's, that's Penny. Ray Scott or Boyd Duckett. Ooh, I have to say Ray Scott. I knew oh! I, I, knew I like them lazy ass firemen for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nothing against Boyd, but. I grew up watching Ray Scott, watching Bassmasters. Uh, and I like Bassmasters just for watching purposes. MLF just a little more entertaining for me. So your MLF answer has me want to ask you a question. Oh, are you ready? Go for it. All right, Will Farrell or Adam Sandler? Oh, oh. There's only one right answer here. Hold on, let me go. <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> wait. Can I can I say one? God, thing there was like two answer? really strong eras that they a each had. Though. Fluish you. Come on. He's, I know. Ooh. My wife, Donna. Adam Sandler. I know. Oh. I fucking knew it. He said MLF. I knew he was going to say Adam Sandler. <laughs> I knew it. Goddamn part of it. How can you not like Nudie Magazine Day? Dude, like, I'm you telling you, there's two, there's two strong errors here. How can you choose? You're a damn genius, David. I, I actually like Will Ferrell. I knew it. <laughs> and you probably think Forrest Gump was a sucky movie, don't you? Look at him. I see him in the head tilt. Yes! I am so sick of being right. I'm taking the headset <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, my God. Dave's on the offensive, so he doesn't get attacked. Well done. <laughs> so anyone else want to come on? Yeah, yeah, no, I love Do you it, think man. anyone's going to want to come on now? No, I, know. I love the fireman, man. All right. Every cop wishes he was a fireman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they do, dude. They're like, God, they, they play PlayStation. They work out. They cook <laughs> delicious meals. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, are you, are, you full-time, are you full-time? Like, are you at a house right now? Like, what are you? Yeah, I'm full-time. I'm, I'm at work right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Get Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a night here. So. What percent of... The other guys in the in the house with you are fishermen. Uh, three of them actually. So I guess you could say seventy five percent. Nice. 
So I actually got one guy, he just started working with us and he just got into fishing. So I've actually shown him a few of your videos and tried to help him learn a few techniques and different things to do. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Now we have a Bassmaster Classic coming to Texas in 2021. Will you attend that Classic? Uh, I'm going to try to at least one day, depending on what they do with, of course, with COVID going on and all yeah. that. Hopefully it's... If it's open, I'd like to try to get up there. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's right. going to be interesting. It will be interesting. All right, Dave, go ahead. A ask the question. I know you want to ask it. You want me to ask it for you? Go ahead. All right. Is COVID real? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think it's a little blown out of proportion. Uh, there you go, Dave. I mean, don't tell me that. 97. Well, you said it wasn't even real. Flu. The flu is 97% down this year from last year. The Shocking. Flu. Yeah. Look that shit up. That ain't me making it up. Hmm. Well, of course it's down. Nobody's out there breathing on each other. And when no. they are, they've got masks on. Hospitals don't get paid to report the flu. They actually get federal money for for having COVID cases. There's no money in flu. Oh. All right, Look let's that shit up. Let's talk about Sasquatch. It's it's more better <laughs> than everybody. <laughs> so, Pete, where did you become the, sp the spokesman for COVID? Are you are you are you, are you, are you, are you on air dime now? Like, what are you even talking about? With oh, the, now we mask? got somebody else on. Oh my god! All right, what do we got? Bu gets twenty five dollars. Yeah, every for every COVID, COVID case. case. Yeah. Pete gets a new treble hook every time someone coughs. Oh my god! <laughs> Bu gets a new subscription for every. <laughs> Hi guests, what's your name and where are you calling from? Looks <laughs> like he has a miner's yeah. hat on. <laughs> what is, what is, is that Iron Man? It's what a is monkey. That? Turn your mic on, homie. It's Hunter Shryock. <laughs> Yeah, so anyhow, yeah. Another great <laughs> producing. <laughs> just, for Why the record, just for the record, Brian said, just just put out the Zoom password on the message board. <laughs> it's really hard to see them because they're yeah, all so small when small. we're all on the screen. So from here, it's nah. literally like, I can't even. So is, new is, it, is it Iron Man? What is that? New mask? Zoom guy, we can't hear you. He's got his audio on? Nah, I don't think he does, Pete. I think he's in his garage. Just his beard. But anyway, fi the firefighter, we, we love you guys, and we uh, we do appreciate you guys, each and every one of you. I'm breaking your stones because I was a cop back in the day. So, I mean, there was a rivalry between us and the Camden firemen. We used to, you know, we used to get, e get at each other pretty good. Oh, yeah. I figured when I came on here to be live, I'd probably get a little bit from you just knowing you were a cop. <laughs> just so you know. I do, I do admire you but and appreciate you guys. Oh, yeah. Man. It's brotherly, so it's all it good. It is. And it's 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 just family feuding. So you get to but, fish Conroe out there a lot. Yeah, I try to quite a bit. I usually go out there with my brother, uh, and we have good days and bad days. And yeah. some days that lake can be pretty tough. I heard it's pretty random there sometimes. Yeah, like some days you can go out there and like you figured them out, and then you go back the next day and they're nowhere to be found. And yeah, it's just kind of where they go. <laughs> Oh, Where's shit. That? Look at this. Zoom guy. Can you hear us? What's that say? I can't see it. BUTV. I, I, I saw that on the back of there. You can hear him now. Go ahead. Dylan. Can you hear him now? Yeah, we got you, Dylan. What do you got? Nothing. I was just um, checking in with you guys. It's been a while. 
since since I wore my last uh, face mask in my. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. How is that, Mike? <laughs> that that never give up, Mike. Yeah. Nice. And I got. Hey, Becky, I got. Oh, oh that's me. Becky. Wow, look at that. Look at everybody. that. I exist. Where's Brian the Carpenter at? They try to get rid of me all the time. Oh, hold on, hold on. I try to bring you on all the time. Yeah! Hey, Brian the Carpenter! Wow! Look at that shit. We got, we got a ball. That is excellent. Where'd this come Yo. from? Remember we used to give him out as prizes. Who is that? I'm thinking Dil he probably Dylan? won a prize. Probably. Dylan. Dylan's his name? You know, Dylan. if you close your eyes, he sounds just like Chris Lane. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Except, except Chris Lane's not as good at golf as I am. It's Chris Lane to a T. That's Chris Lane. That's crazy. So Chris, tell us. How did you how are you catching them? Yeah. How's Gunnersville? Um it's good except underneath my dot. Something Chris would say. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, where, where are you right now? Are you are you in a are you in a warehouse? Of in some a halfway sort? house? <laughs> you're, you're making a if you come on, you know you're going to get harassed. <laughs> no one escapes. Is this, is that, does Chris actually have a beer like this now? I don't know. But Cipolletti used to. Yeah, yeah my beard's gone. <laughs> Bud's very angry. Yeah. I shaved my beard. Oh, here you go. I, I sure like Pete's hair, though. <laughs> Pete might keep the hair. No, Shall no. we see it, Pete? It's yeah, like they love it. They love it. It's all, it's going to Jimmy though. The glasses, the hair, it's all going to Jimmy. <laughs> it's like any go. minute I'm waiting for an orderly to come in and like lasso you. <laughs> <laughs> Get back here. <laughs> <laughs> an orderly. <laughs> Where's Lucy, Pete? Yeah, it's like the Leonardo DiCaprio movie, <laughs> like the 14th patient or something. <laughs> Hog tie him, man. He's in a padded room. I don't know what he's doing. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I think that was called Something Island. Yeah, that was an amazing movie. Uh, I'm one of dummies. Fourteenth pitch. I like it. That's another script. <laughs> nah, that, what do you got over there? You got a little fluking rig that'd over be there. A good jerk bait rod, seriously. A little trigger handle on that. I mean, it's all, Dylan. So it's where written. where are you calling from, bro? We know we know uh, we know Patrick's in Texas. Where are you at? Oh, well, well, well. Cora? I am in um, Santa Monica, California. Oh, okay. Oh. West Coast. All right. Yeah, that's what's up. Hey, uh, are the fires still burning out there, Dylan? Hey, so I had a question for you guys. Since you guys fella. are all great fishermen, um, like the last three weeks I've been out, and I guess it, you know, the fall, the fall. Uh, pattern is coming up so they're they're chasing the bait into these channels but they are jumping in front of my fucking i excuse my language they are <laughs> you're good i mean literally i might as well have a net like what what should i do i've i've done everything i've thrown the top water i've thrown we're drop shotting we're doing chatter baits i mean and we just can't catch them you need the glide like, bite take the thorazine yeah. as prescribed you need, you need to you need to check in with bu live on tuesday for all fishing <laughs> technique questions yeah. no i i no pete 
Pete, I know you want to answer this really bad. I can see it in your hair. <laughs> but let me answer it first, and then I'll let your hair answer the question. I, I, as you were talking, quick, Mike, Mike, I've watched all your your YouTube, so like throwing that throw, going to the the last. The, the last uh, where you're throwing the uh, the rooster tail. Oh yeah, it it don't work. It don't work. <laughs> <laughs> wow, when the so, rooster tail don't work, you're fucked. So he doesn't uh, want you to answer is what he's no, saying. He's watched every video and he said. I know, but up. let me answer it anyway, and then I'll let Pete answer. It. I'll let his <laughs> hair answer. All right, go ahead. All right, if I would say go small, like get your bait smaller, or here's the better answer. You ready? Yeah. You need to make that lure stand out from all the bait that's getting busted. Okay. So you okay. need to throw something totally different looking than what is getting eaten, right? Okay. You don't need to look yeah. like a little shad or whatever they're eating. You need to throw yeah. something pink, bright chartreuse, something bigger than what they're eating. you okay. got to stand out from – there's too much bait. And when they yeah. get keyed in on that shit – you can't mimic that shit. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be something totally different. Too much bait. Too much bait. That's a dream. <laughs> no, no, hey, hey and I call Vegas the hammer. No, because we're saltwater fishermen here, and they even say that where, where what you want to do is if say you're fishing next to the pier and they're 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 picking the mussels off the side, well, you want to go to something where it's a little bit tougher, like maybe a a. a a sand crab or something like that because they'll be a little bit more intrigued off of that. So that's kind of what you're saying, right? You know, a little something more that's tougher to get. Something different. Yeah, exactly. Something different. Yep. Yeah. Something okay. different. Yeah, crabs. All right, Pete's hair? Mm -hmm. You should, you you should wear you should wear this hair <laughs> and 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 these glasses. You will stand out. Pedals. He's from the Pedals. <laughs> Did you get that picture I said? <laughs> oh my god! The It'll help you catch them. By chance. That's a wrap. That's okay. A wrap. Anyway, for <laughs> that beach turn. Did I hear that's a wrap? <laughs> Pete's ready for bed. I heard Becky yawn. I'm done. Yo, you see that bottle of cat organs behind Pete? It's totally empty. It's demonstrative. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone in the office would be impressed that I literally sat here. You did. I am impressed. Did you For sit four straight hours? Did you this sit as Becky not... or as as Penny? I sat as Penny because Becky would have left hours ago. So you 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 channeled Penny. I did. Work through it. Wow. This power this, through this, it. this sitting thing doesn't work for me. Mm. Mm. Great work, Penny. Nice work, Thanks, Penny. Penny. Yeah. Great work. Uh, Round of nice applause, Penny. Penny. Uh, we do uh, need to do a little housekeeping real quick. We've got the uh, yeah, world-famous... What's that? Our wiener. Yeah, a world-famous like and share contest that we did on Facebook tonight. Big time. Riz. Big and time. Uh, bag is over 20 pounds, Dave. What did you say? 20? Mike, that's a oh, great easy, prize pack, Mike. Don't forget to put the socks in there. I did. I put them in. Bud, give me a weight on that. I would say, is it 20, 21? What would you put it at? Yeah, I mean, you're flirting. 
Flirting. You're flirting about 20 and a half. 20 and a half. Like, like a girthy turkey. A girthy turkey. <laughs> We're at 20 and a half pounds of sponsored products. Uh, and run down them again for you real quick while Riz is picking a winner. Uh, BU, TH Marine, Dr. Squatch, Liquid Mayhem, Flambo, Founders, Tackle Warehouse, Hobie, Torquedo, Heshi Socks, uh, Giant Gift Bag mm. for the Like and Share Contest on Facebook. And Riz, what do we got tonight? That's that's right. It's uh, It's been a great show. A ton of shares. We appreciate everybody on the message board with us all night, on Facebook, YouTube, the whole deal. But we have a winner for this awesome prize pack, and that winner tonight is... The winner tonight is Hunter Reynolds. Hunter Reynolds, congratulations. The Ike Live prize pack. Hunter, you are the wiener. You finally won something. I wonder if he's related to Walt Reynolds, who happens to manage Jimmy Houston. Yeah, big three. Does he manage both? He manages both. The third one, too, right? Bill Dance, right? right? Manage Bill Dance as well. I would have loved to, in an honest conversation with Jimmy Houston, I would have loved to corner him on that. Because Walt's yeah. a little fucking troll. <laughs> <laughs> Becky? We got to go. <laughs> Brian, we love I'm you, Walt. You Don't listen. <laughs> Lock him up, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's still on. <laughs> oh my god, we got Oh no, wait, wait. Jimmy we'll hear him. Wait, Jimmy's still here. <laughs> What's that? Uh, Lu Lucy getting back shot at? Thank thank everybody. Come on, thank everybody. Thanks everyone for coming out. Thank you. That was Love the same dog. We got a couple people who are joining it. Who's this? Oh my god. Oh, wow. <laughs> what do we got, huh? Oh my god, that bottom one. We're getting we're, so we're getting weird oh here. Get him on big screen, Brian. What is that? All right. Sorry, Kevin Stevens, we'll we'll come back to you, but we gotta see what's going on with <laughs> Keith Knott. What do we got? <laughs> Oh my God! The problem is from here. I have no idea. Yeah, I like it. It looks Fish awesome. Fish taxidermy and and a shoulder up. I just see Pete's Stop fucking it. head. <laughs> oh, they just hung up on everything. Pete, you are. Okay, that's All a wrap. Right, oh, <laughs> hold on, guys. Hey, oh, I Bill's all mad. Look, day. Bill's mad. Bill's bringing it back. Al's wondering. Oh, oh Al got God. it back somehow. Oh, hey. this is the worst. I love you guys. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night, Pete. Right. Pete's tapping out. I'm out, too. Good night, everybody. Your night mask on. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Your nitro logo came off. Reeled into the sunset. <laughs> boy, Orlando. You just get him. I love you guys. Good night, everybody. Good work tonight. I knew that Jimmy was no good. All right. Uh, I knew, I hey, knew, right. square one, that Jimmy was no good. There we go. Oh, look at this. This is going to be good. I knew it. I knew from square day one. Hey, where are you going? Uh, rolling. Hey, I knew from day square one that Jimmy was no good, bailing on us like that. Man, I'll tell you. We've been Some doing, things don't change. We've been doing TV for so damn long. Uh, he done turned yellow. Whew. I'll tell you. Uh... 
Uh, <laughs> all right. I wish I would have gotten the real estate market earlier than that in the banking uh, business. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right. Did we bring after hours back tonight? Let <laughs> me got Zoom guy. Good. Fire. Hey, uh, hey, Zoom Pete guy. Dropped <laughs> Pete dropped off and it messed us up. Pete dropped. And now we just got Whoa. half a face. We still got. Now we're. <laughs> We got Dylan's beard. Now we're back to the asylum. We got half head. (laughs) We got Dylan's beard. Oh, my God. All right. Dylan's here. Nice. Where did Pete not go? That's a nice beard, Dylan. Thank you. Thank you. That's Chris Lane. Our our viewers, they keep coming in and out, and it changes the shot on me, and I got to change the view every single time. Full screen. It's still better than Jimmy. <laughs> All right, what do we got here? Who are you? Where are you calling Happy, from? What's your name? Where are you calling from? My name's Dylan. I'm calling from Santa Monica. <laughs> Callie in the house. <laughs> what in the hell? So we got, we got a, a COVID that's a Santa. Costume. That's, no, a co- that's a costume. That's a COVID Santa. No, it's not. It's not. That's definitely Corey. It could be Corey. That's Corey. What? I don't know the hell Corey is. I'm Pete's not. Uh, <laughs> that's my fucking Corey Smith. It <laughs> sounds like a Corey, but I'm not no, sure no, it's a no. Corey. Pete's maybe not. it's a Corey. Maybe it's not a Corey. Yeah, yeah. Tuck that beard up. <laughs> we had a business chair in the background. That's an office. All right, all right. So let's <laughs> let's let's ask some questions to figure out if who this actually is. Okay. This is a series of questions. Rapid fire. Rapid fire questions. All right. All right. Here's the first one. Was ICAST better this year because of COVID? Or was ICAST better before COVID? Because of COVID. <laughs> huh. Subterfuge. I can't make anything out because of that. All right. So Dave? I got one. What are you less likely to sell on Tackle Warehouse? A. Bass, <laughs> Bass Pro Shop hats or B. Cabela hats? Neither. <laughs> I think I think it's we not, solved the case. Dollars right. anyway. They're like three bucks. All right. Best mustache in the business. Shaw Grigsby, buh, buh, or Jared Littner? I got to go Shaw. Oh, oh, wow. Wow, this throws me off. Now. Oh, I take Shaw over Jared Littner. Yeah, no, but this year. got a full suit. I know, but this throws me yeah, off. Yeah, Shaw's a legend. Come on. Huh. I mean, Shaw's looks yeah. like they communicate with animals. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. For like sure. They, like, they have to, like his whiskers have telepathy. Yes. Yeah. I, I would agree with 100%. that. 100%. Yeah, thank you. All right. What's more real? Vampires or werewolves? That's werewolves. What? Oh. Gotta get this full screen that way. Werewolves. Werewolves. Oh yeah. Huh. yeah. Werewolves. That, mm. That's interesting. Huh. That changes things up a little. Well, because people do people do eat people. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's true. That's true. Yeah, people do eat people. People do eat people. Uh, I think. I think. Uh, so, what are we trying to? do? We're trying to figure out whether he's a tackle warehouse operative, right? Anybody right. know? If, anybody know if Wayne's available tonight? Uh, Wayne. Wayne's world. Uh, 
I think we solved that case. He's a tackle warehouse operative and infiltrator. What would make you say that? Laurel, New Jersey. Because he's not selling either of those two hats. Ah, right. And there's not a hot chick with a half shirt at a country concert that don't have a Bass Pro Shops hat. Yeah, Corey, can we, can we start to incorporate that into Tackle Warehouse's marketing program? You know, like get some hot chicks and half shirts like Dave's talking about? Who's Corey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Mount Laurel, New Jersey. <laughs> Corey's wow. favorite Wawa. Uh, it's a, yeah. All right. Deep knowledge of Pete. Head of Corey, body of Pete. <laughs> Head of Newton, body of Corey. <laughs> Damn. Where's Fat Pete Newton when you need him? <laughs> Fat Pete Newton. All right. Body of Wawa, head of Tackle Warehouse. That's officially a wrap. Yeah, I think we're done. Mikey said goodnight. Dave, did you send me a link? I tried to. I, I sent. I, I don't know if it went through in the in the bunker. You know. Will will it, will it get me fired? No, it's just it's 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 it's, it's animal stuff. <laughs> but clean animal stuff, fun stuff, stuff that we like to see. Top water. Top water strike. Guys who love top water will love this. All right, so we we came in. We should go out like this. It's like um, it's like this and like that. Character. All right, let's say goodbye to the guys on Zoom. Yeah. Thanks, guys, uh, from Zoom. <laughs> Be careful, firefighter. All right. Folks, uh, try not to get too much sleep and relax. <laughs> I'll think about you when I sleep all night. Try not to over relax on us, all right? We, we care about you. We can't have I'll you getting hurt over relaxing. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta roll over every now and then so you don't. Goodbye. <laughs> and Dylan, I'm glad you. I'm glad. I'm glad that the. Uh, I'm glad they didn't put you on lockdown. I'm glad you got to get through this whole Zoom before they hemmed you up. All right. <laughs> hemmed up. Jesus Christ. God. How are we going to say goodbye if you keep them on? <laughs> <laughs> Can I mic drop them? <laughs> this is like Jimmy Houston. <laughs> it never ends. Uh, uh, that thing blends in with the rug, dude. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Good job, Ish. We, 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 yeah. a, Hank, a Hank Parker trick for Ike's house. Look. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, All right. folks, uh, folks, hey. I've been doing TV for a long time <laughs> up in the Atlanta area. Uh, first, uh, WTBS, and uh, then uh, uh, oh, TNT, God. and uh, got later got into the banking industry. But uh, uh, <laughs> I think the show was a success, Ray. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, uh, we might not have a show come Monday. <laughs> Rolling? Well, one thing that separates all of us here <laughs> is that we are just grinders and hustlers. Right. So no matter what the day brought, right. we must always look forward. Right. Al, I know uh Al, I know you've been disrespected your whole life. <laughs> even uh, even up to tonight. Yankee uh Yankee ass rightfully so. I'm so been tired of these goddamn Yankees. But do you have a retrospect on the situation? Well, you know, Mike, 
I I spent my whole life just triggering bites, and when you're a game rooster like I am, I let it roll right off my shoulders, and I get back out to the critical critical situation of catching giant largemouth bass. And because I do that, Mike, I can do whatever I want. Right. Now, Bill, I gotta be honest with you. All those years, I've shot my TV show. I didn't even really like the fish. Well, Christ. I've had the fish hooked up for me already. I shot a show with two hours. But uh, how would you rate tonight, Bill? Uh, well, 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 everybody. <laughs> I would say tonight Tonight was a rough show. You know, <laughs> we, had, we had some rough spots, you know. Yeah. They were rough. Yes, sir. The spots. Yes, sir. We rough had as vegetation. We had them and they were rough. Orlando? You know, I've heard Rick Clun say you was the greatest, most well-known, terrible fisherman in the world. And, and I thank you for coming on our show tonight and hosting uh, So thank you. <laughs> so, David, um, a clip for tonight to roll out to? Okay. You want to Oh, uh, Ray, you want to describe this clip? Yeah, it's one of my favorite. I love watching wildlife beat up on other wildlife, and what we have here is an orca whooping up on a seal. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for watching tonight. You were watching the Ike Live Halloween special. I want to thank our guest, Dave Brodzik, Miss Rebecca, who just left, Bud Cipolletti, Riz, Brian the Carpenter, and Pete Lusick, a.k.a. Jimmy the Second for coming on the show. Also, Jimmy Houston and Hank Parker, all our live Skype guests. Thank you guys for coming in tonight. Let's take us out. Ray, what do you got? Here it comes, right? Well, we got, I, I done said it. We got an oh, orca. We're going to whoop up on a seal. Play this motherfucker. It's going to go just like the other. Let's see. This little Duncan. How's that song go, Tell all the hunters to lay down their guns. Tell them that the tiger needs a little bit of love. <laughs> oh shit, it's fucking. <laughs> oh, tiger the guy. Let them roam their land. Got a great voice, dude. Then stand back and marvel. Got a good voice. What a beautiful carrier. Cause I saw a tiger. Yeah.